welcome to your second helping of Press YYZ, everything you love about video games, now with 100% more maple syrup. Check us out on Twitter, at PressYYZ, to follow in us for any updates on the show, as well as on Twitch, where we record live in front of a live studio audience, and by studio I mean digital, every week over at twitch.tv slash PressYYZ. I'm your host for today, Mitch George, joined by the baby boy Alex Ballant. Speaking of maple syrup, I'm drinking a Coke with Quebec maple in it. That sounds terrible. It's not bad. Our French connection, Alex Cozina. I feel like the maple syrup's a little bit on the nose. It feels like we're really trying to front the fact that we're Canadian when, you know, we should just sort of be ourselves. Well, we aren't all Canadian because we are joined today by our very special guest, host of My Xbox and Me, and professional full-time streamer over at that there, twitch.tv slash mcfixer, Mr. MCfixer himself. How you doing, bud? Hello, hello, hello. I am not Canadian, but British. So, you know, well, close enough, right? you're an honorary Canadian for just this episode. Works for That's me. why we're live at this ungodly hour. Works for so me. So theoretically, we could call you daddy because the British are Canadians' dads. You can do that. You can do that. We won't. I mean, okay. I mean, you can call me daddy well, if you want. I'd rather we do it in the DMs, though, but I'm done. Like, it don't matter to me. All right. <laughs> uh, you kids and your DMs and stuff. Now I feel like the old man. So how's everyone doing on this Sunday morning? We're recording live very early to be able to have our very special guest join us. So how's everyone doing? I'm, I'm okay. doing pretty well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's very I mean, early for this for us. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> to give a bit of a preview for the next numbered episode of Press I see I'm currently doing a lot of Pokemon Go Fest related stuff because right now it's Pokemon Go Fest around the world. That's so right. That's normally right. this normally this would be a really weird hour for me to wake up at, but I actually was planning on waking up at this hour anyways and going out and about in the wild and catching Pokemans. So I'm okay. It's, it's weird. I, I was out the other day. I'm walking more because Haley, my fiance, forces me to go for walks now because apparently it's good for your health and the sun is meant to help you. I don't know. I'm, I think it's, I think it's all overrated personally. But, you know, um, I saw a group of, they clearly look like the most mismatched strangers I'd ever seen in my life. And I, I looked at them and went, you're playing Pokemon Go, aren't you? And they were like, yep. And I was like, I respect it. It's like, we're here at half five. Come by if you want. And I was like, how welcome it. In my little area where I don't think anyone plays games, I'm like, oh. Maybe, maybe I'll take them up on it. Sounds good. It's funny, too, because, like, the, the little area I live in here, too, in Toronto, like, I started commuting to work by walking, which was great, and I actually did, the, it was the same thing. This group of, like, middle-aged Asian man, a, a dad with his yeah. daughter, a couple other guys that, like, work overseas and are, like, big oil industries and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, we play Pokemon Go because we're always traveling and stuff, so we get all this crazy stuff and then come back to Toronto and have all this stuff to... It, it's just the weirdest thing how that game brings people together. It's nice, though, right? It is nice, but we are not here today to talk about Pokemon Go, Cozy. I am sorry. Oh. We are here to talk about the Xbox Games Showcase that happened this past week and all of our thoughts about what Xbox is doing leading into next gen. We could start out with some initial impressions okay. if we want, and then we can just go announcement by announcement and just how we feel, if we feel like it's going to hit. Did it hit? Was it too much CG? Not enough. Who knows? So let's just go around the table. Uh, Fixer, how did you feel overall? about what Microsoft did with their Xbox Game Showcase. Overall, Xbox delivered exactly what I expected them to deliver, which was a show f full of their first buys. That's what we got. And and more than what I actually thought we were going to get. Because I thought all we were going to get was Forza, um, Halo. I thought we'd see Compulsion's new game, which we haven't. And that was going to be about it. And then I thought we'd see some third-party sprinkled in time exclusives, which we end up getting. The internet's on fire at the moment when it comes to Xbox. It's so on fire. Everyone's got their hot take, right? 
I've been covering Xbox for five years now. My life is a hot take when it comes to Xbox. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, you picked a you picked a bad five years. Oh, mate, trust you don't understand. When PlayStation was just kicking, <laughs> I don't. You're bumming every single week. He's just like, great, great, great. You got no exclusives. Like Sunset Overdrive's the best exclusive on the console, and then PlayStation buy that studio. You're like, oh, this is going to be tough. But yeah, for me, they did a great. For me, they did a great job. Personally, I feel like. They set out what they were trying to do, which is, don't we don't care if you buy this system, be in our ecosystem. We don't care if you buy the Xbox Series X, you can still play it here. Buy a Game Pass, buy a Game Pass, xCloud is coming. And they delivered on that. They gave me Fable, which I know I'm kind of here, there, and everywhere, but that's what I needed. I needed the future. What, I'm gonna, what am I getting in the future? That's something that Phil Spencer's gone on record saying he doesn't like announcing games early because things happen. Obviously, we know what happened with Scale Bands, which really sucked, but... You have to do that because if you don't, you don't know what's coming. And something PlayStation were good at. They, they announce things early enough that they have a weird E3 every, here, every now and then because they show the same thing over again. But at least people are hyped. If they even it. come to E3. Well, back then, yeah. back then, and many moons ago. I'm an old man in this, in this <laughs> yeah. industry at this point. But yeah, for me, on initial, just initial thoughts, they did what they were set out to do, which is show you what they have currently. And there's more to come. Yeah, and I, I kind of echo that in that I, I went into this hoping that they were going to go the Marvel Studios route of here's the next five years of Xbox. Here's a reason to get in the ecosystem. And I think for, by and large, they did deliver on that. There weren't enough dates on things for my liking, but I'm, like understanding that in games, it's not like film things shift, so it's fine. Yeah. But honestly, to, to that respect, I think they delivered. I feel, um, Mitch, I feel like you're underselling your personal disappointment. Like, I feel like coming out of the reaction stream that we did, you were the one who was like, uh, I'm, I'm sad about this. Am I wrong? Or initial reaction? Yeah, I, I felt a little underwhelmed because I didn't think there was enough there for me personally. Mm -hmm. But going back and watching it again, things like the game from Rare, Halo looks okay. awesome. Okay. Um, like, th there were things that I did like. Similar, like, I could find three or four things I would want to play if I owned an Xbox. There were a bunch of things I'm like, yeah, if I had Game Pass, I'd probably give that a shot. And everything they showed was in Game Pass, except the Crossfire X single player from Respawn, yeah. which is another ball of wax we'll get into. Remedy. Sorry, yes, mm, Remedy. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said Respawn. But we will we will get there when we get there. Uh, Alex, how did you feel overall about what Xbox delivered with this showcase? So like what Fixer was saying, I think that they, they really nailed what they set out to do. Uh, I think part of the biggest point of contention with Microsoft is one, they are still the newest people on the block, even though that they've been around for like 20 years now in the gaming industry, they still get an unbearably amount of shit, even if they're doing the same things that Sony are doing. I think that they're... I mean, look, look at how much crap Google's getting right now with what they're trying to do entering and disrupting this space. And it's not going very well for them. So I totally yeah. understand that. But like ever since the get-go, Microsoft has always received shit, even though the Xbox was like objectively better than the PlayStation 2 and the GameCube. Like they've always been getting shit for what they've been trying to do. Um, and then just... And I think it's still continuing now. Like I think they did a lot of the similar things that Sony has did. Just with Sony, you know, it's like, oh, they showed a trailer for Horizon. We know what Horizon is. So I don't need to like see gameplay of that. There was a lot of that. Like we didn't see gameplay for Miles Morales, but we know what Miles Morales is. And so it's like... With these Microsoft new IPs, it's like with Everwild, we obviously don't know what that game is. And I think that's where a lot of people have like problems with it because it's like they did the same thing. It's like they just announced this game. They didn't put a date on it, but people are going to be upset about it and be overly, I think, overly critical about it. 
overall, I think Microsoft did a really great. I think Microsoft did a really great job, especially when you compare it to their May uh, third-party presentation. Like, I think just presentation value, it's already like in miles better. And I, I'm really excited to see what they've got next. They still have, like they said, five studios that we haven't seen from yet. So there's more to come with Microsoft and they're really setting up the future. Also, Halo looked awesome. Uh, okay, where do we start with? Let me, we'll start, we'll get into Halo yeah, in a minute. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's start, start, let's start with Everwild, because I totally well, agree with you. Hold on. Let me just well, let's like let's like cozy yeah, yeah, give yeah. his hot don't worry, take not, opinion then we'll get right yeah in I'm not way. gonna waste too much time uh you know with some distance uh I agree more or less with what's been said here that overall it was a well delivered conference that showed off a lot of cool games uh, at the time though and I still stand by this I kind of came to the decision that I don't think I'm gonna be getting specifically the Xbox Series X I still will be buying into this next generation of Xbox consoles because I want to be part of the ecosystem 100% but nothing there proved to me you got to get the most top of the line model when that next generation comes uh, and, and, and I, yeah. I think I think they I think they focused on that being like everything's in game pass we know we, we, we expect at this point Lockhart is a thing, whether it's a cheaper box, a streaming box, whatever the case might be, it, it's out there somewhere. They're going to talk about it at some point, and that will be, cozy to your point, a, an easier way to get into the ecosystem if you don't want to go out and build a PC capable of running some of these yeah, games. Yeah, to the subject of, like, you know, uh, expectations and kind of managing what we were all going to go in and see, I think going into this, I was expecting Xbox to present a lineup of games that felt very confrontational to what Sony have uh, has, or maybe comparable, or you, you get what I'm driving at. And instead, we got a lineup of games that feels more like Microsoft is really kind of trying to distinguish itself from the market in the same way that Nintendo has really distinguished itself from the market. Uh, and I think that's neither good nor bad. I mean, I'd, I'll say, I'd, I'd argue it's more good than bad, uh, but yeah. I don't think that that necessitates, in my case, me getting the most top-line model. I think with the last three years, though, of Microsoft buying these studios, they've been buying really, like, kind of weirder, not, like, not comparable to Sony Studios. So I think the expectation that you had of, oh, they're going to try to, like, go one-for-one one with Sony at their exclusives, I think that was all, like, you built that up in your head. Microsoft has never really been trying to say that or do that with their actions, though. The closest well, I... thing that we got with that was Ninja Theory. Not even, not even Ninja Theory, because at the time, for for me at the time, Ninja Theory is a double A studio. That mm -hmm. now with Microsoft budget, they're gonna have a triple A studio and make the bigger budget Hellblade. I totally agree with you though on the on the sense of everybody has this sense of like Microsoft are trying to get their Horizon, their God of War, their Last of Us. Whenever Microsoft said that, the only studio they've said that is a quadruple A, which I still hate the fact they said it, is the correlation. That's the initiative. only studio, uh, the initiative, sorry. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Gears because me and Tim were having the conversation of is yeah. the correlation a, 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 a quadruple way. Sorry, the initiative, thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's all um, confusing. For me, it's like, I totally, they have a service where they need to produce content. So you can't expect every single game. PlayStation don't have that. They do not need to feed you the same level of content that Microsoft now and that has to due to having a monthly subscription service. Like we, when you think of PlayStation Plus, you don't think of exclusives. You don't think of first pie. You think of whatever's getting thrown in there and nobody really cares. With Game Pass, there is a expectation now of what is my new Xbox thing from Xbox. The same way with Netflix. You, you may, I watched um, some weird rom-com the other day. And I was like, this film is not that good, but it's content. And that's what Xbox just did with um, Bleeding Edge. Bleeding mm -hmm. Edge, I don't personally think it was that great a game. It didn't, it didn't have an audience. It just didn't work. 
but it's more content. So no one can say they're not feeding content. Like you said, compulsion games are not Naughty Dog. Like, you can't expect them to come out with something. Rare, rare is a different Rare than what people think Rare is. I went to Rare Studio mm -hmm. just before CFEs came out. Whoa. And just looking around that studio and being like, wow, this is humongous. Did you meet Donkey Kong? I didn't, no. He weren't in, he weren't it, in the Kazi. office. They've been divorced for many years now. Yeah, he, he, he left a while ago, no. apparently. Um, but no it's, alimony. It's, it's that it's that people just want to compare the two the whole time, and that's what confuses me the most. Is Xbox come out? They show you a diverse lineup of games compared to anything any other first party. Nintendo don't have as as diverse portfolio of games. They don't even have a portfolio this year. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. All right? I don't want to be that guy. But <laughs> I'll I'll be that then, guy. I'm, I'm a Nintendo diehard, <laughs> and I'll be that guy this year. This year sucks. <laughs> and then you look at uh, PlayStation. You go, okay, what do, what's PlayStation good at? PlayStation's, and when I say good at, I mean amazing at. Third person, action, narrative, adventure games. That is it. They have no multiplayer games. They have a okay racing game, because I think Forza is much better compared to GT now. Forza, for, Forza nah. Horizon. No, I've, no. Like pro, you, think, you think proper Forza? I think both, both sport, uh, racing games are better than anything PlayStation has first party-wise. It's also just more consistent. Yeah. They release more for uh, Forza's versus like the one Gran Turismo we get every like eight years. Exactly, as well. and just look across the the portfolio of what they have now, and I'm like, and you're upset, like you said, Mitch. You might have only seen three games there you care about. Cool. Is that going to get you into uh, Game Pass in whatever way, shape, or form? Probably. Which is either Project X Clad, or if you're going to play it on a PC, or if you are going to buy the lock car, if that thing's real or not, who knows? Like, as long as you are buying in in some way, shape, or form, why do they care if you buy a Series X? I, I just I can't understand, and that's the and that's the thing that argument was. They didn't convince me to buy a Series X. Okay, I'm not even convinced to buy a Series X. I'm, I, I do a weekly Xbox podcast, and I don't even want to buy the damn thing. I'm buying it for work. That is literally it, because I course. have a PC. So yeah. I'll play those games there if I want. They don't care. They're not, they already said this. They're not at war with PlayStation. They're at war with Amazon. They're at war with Google. They're, at war, they're, they're playing a different game. PlayStation are playing chess and winning every time against the, against the computer. And... Microsoft are playing chess, and they're like, did I say checkers? That's not the right way around? I might not have done. You understand what I'm trying to say here? One's playing yeah, checkers, yeah. the other's playing yeah. chess. It's just a different way of doing things, I feel like. Yeah. No, I think you're you're 100% there, and I think it, it's funny that I read, I, I finished Bob Iger's autobiography this weekend. Bob Iger, the former yet current CEO of the Walt Disney Company. It's been yeah, weird yeah. with COVID and everything, but he has a whole chapter in there about how they needed to disrupt the industry with create with the acquisitions they went through with creating espn plus in the us with creating disney plus around the world because they knew they needed to get into this space otherwise they were going to get left behind and i'm actually kind of worried going into next gen we don't know what sony's strategy with playstation now is we don't know what their strategy with streaming or uh games as a, a a subscription service is going to be with regards to their first party releases we already know and microsoft has been really good about this for the last couple of years and i've been tempted a couple of times actually to buy into the ecosystem because they're so transparent with where they're trying to get and with and the place they're trying to get to is the place they need to get to in order to survive and i don't see nintendo and sony making those same investments and it's kind of worrying me to me that we're so close to next gen and we don't know what sony's strategy is the strategy is to sell first party games on one of the best not even one of the best ssd out there on the market 
I don't think mm -hmm. there's anything yeah. out there that's going to be better than PlayStation's SSD. And that was something that I was kind of no. worried about with uh, Series X, where I'm like, even the demo they showed of showing State of Decay loading, which was like their, their market, even that load time, I was like, that's not impressive to me compared to the Spider-Man demo they showed, where it was just like, boom, 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 right? What's kind of what's kind of crazy too is playing through Ghost of Tsushima right now. The load times in that on a PS4 Pro are stupid fast. So like, what is that gonna like? They had to introduce uh, late. They, they had to introduce loading screens though. Those are probably they're probably yeah. loading in the background. I will also say I feel like no no they're the fast travel and stuff right. So it's even when fast traveling, it's up for like a second or two and it's gone. It's insane the way they've optimized that. I'm really curious to see what it looks like on next. I mean, I feel like it is also kind of checkerbox, though, where, yeah, it goes to Tsushima and surprisingly The Last of Us Part 2 really fast, but I feel like there are a lot of other AAA games we can point to that don't do it quite as well, including a little game called... third party? Uh, third and first party. I just okay. actually... Platinum God of War 2018, which we were talking about just before you came in, mm -hmm. and that game makes you wait around a lot to play as Kratos. I know we've been having a real good discussion here about the overall feature of the Xbox ecosystem. I think we should get into each of the individual things shown off at the showcase. Starting off with a little game that I know is very near and dear to the hearts of many people right here, Halo. Infinite. I think it's only one person right here. You sure? Who? Not me. I, I, yeah, oh. I think I'm the only one who actually gives a shit about this franchise. Not me. I'm not a Halo guy either. Okay, well, Alex... <laughs> you know, a few days onward from the presentation, where does your head sit? So I had a lot of thoughts coming out of Halo Infinite's first gameplay reveal. This was a really, this was a really interesting buildup because this is the first time we've actually seen gameplay for this game. We've known about it for two years. And just to put it in perspective, Halo 5 Guardians, we were playing the beta for that in December of 2014. And the game came out in October wow. of 2015. So it's like we, like, the secrecy behind what Halo Infinite w is was really frustrating. It still is kind of frustrating, even after having seen it. The game might be controversial, but I think it looks fucking dope. In very specific this, ways. I, hold on. I want to, I, okay. Hold on. I Go need ahead. to do an intervention here. I feel like there are so many people flip-flopping on this episode. <laughs> I feel like we came out of that Halo Infinite demo and Alex just is like, oh, God, no, they're like ruining he was just it. Pissed that and now he's like, oh, man, I loved it. It was great. You know, Miss George here, he spent 17 months this year loving Animal Crossing. Being like, oh, man, this is the only game I'm playing. I'm so obsessed. This episode, it he's like, the only game Nintendo's here sucked. It's terrible. Jesus Christ. You people, well, what I is going on? Three first party wait, wait, titles. Wait, having one game doesn't mean you you can like that one game. It still means they had a bad year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, th I think Sony's put out more first party games I've enjoyed than Nintendo. Because there have been two from Nintendo and at least three that I can think of from Sony. But get back to your point, Alex. So, of... so, <laughs> Sorry. so yeah, like I, I really liked what I saw. There are some very glaring issues with such it. As, I such will, as uh, the... I think the visual fidelity, I love the art style of the game. Let me just say that. Like, the art style is great because it looks like it's very reminiscent of the first Halo game. And I'll go into why I love the visual clarity over the over-design of Halo 5. I can go into that. But there are, like, technical issues with it. Um, there's a really great video that Digital Foundry put up yesterday about the lighting that Halo 5, or Halo 5, Halo Infinite seems to be using. It's using a dynamic lighting because they've talked about how there's going to be a day and night cycle in the game. And so the sun is constantly always moving. 
and that creates a lot of issues with how shadows work and there's a lot of the reason why halo infinite looks flat is because the shadows in the game are like they're dynamic and so their lighting engine is trying to work around it and that's why i think it's so weird that they're not having ray tracing being added day one like it's not a part of the game when you get it on the series x which apparently this demo was shown on a series x so i think like things like there's there was a lot of pop in on the um a lot of pop in during the uh the gameplay so there's like a lot of technical things like that that i'm not gonna fully like hate on them until the game is out there's a lot of good memes that came out of it like craig the brute i love it yeah. like the flat face brute i fucking love that meme it's already more meme potential than halo 5 but as as a diehard Halo fan, this has been like this is my favorite video game franchise of all time. Oh, this God. is I've been playing these games. It's literally Halo Combat Evolved is the first game I remember playing. Oh. I have an X I Because you're an because you're a toddler. I'm so old. I literally just had a moment where I went, Oh my god. I'm old. I do that basically fix, once a podcast fix, with everyone. We have that every week. Yeah. So every fucking week we deal with that. So yeah. Um, but yeah, Halo Combat or Halo Three is my favorite game. I've been playing it a fuck ton since it came out on PC. I love this franchise. I'm oh, I'm super critical of it. I have a lot of problems with Halo Four and Halo Five. I didn't even buy an Xbox One to play Halo Five. I played it on my brother's Xbox One. Like I just couldn't do it because it was so disappointing for me. I think the game looks great. I think the shooting looks great. I think it's a nice return to form. There are some evils I have to live with, like Sprint. But I think I, I hate Sprint and Halo. I think it's a I think it's a major problem to game design. But there's a lot of really cool things that are um, that three four three has said since showing this demo. One of the things that I think looks really cool is the grapple shot. It looks super dope, like pulling fusion coils and throwing them at enemies. There's like a lot of one of the one of the terms that three four three has like really like gone in depth with is that this is going to be a return to the sandbox of Halo. The Halo has always been great because it gives you a lot of tools in the environment to play the game how you want. You can go as crazy with the physics as you want. And apparently that was like their major goal going in with the, uh, they made a new engine for it, the Slipspace engine, because they wanted to really like have that freedom in the, in the combat. And I think we're getting, I think we got a really good hint of that in this demo. Um, there's so much more I could talk about with it, but I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts. Wait, well. hold on. What did you feel about the sprinting? I don't like it. I think it's a problem. He had an audible, react he had I, an audible reaction to it when we were streaming I, our live reaction. I did yell, oh, fuck off when it happened, <laughs> but you know. Um, He's a Halo kid through and through. Yeah. You sound... You sound exactly the same as me of like when I talk, when anything, you, you're so critical of the things you love, right? Yeah. So all those little things, it was the same with me with Resident Evil. When Resident Evil mm -hmm. 2 got shown, Resident Evil 2 is my favorite game of all time. So when they mm -hmm. showed the remake, I was like, okay, here we go. And you sit there and you nitpick yeah. every it's single ev yeah, little Every piece. single detail that's just a little off. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember one of the new guns that I've actually come around to the, whatever the, the single shot burst rifle. Um, yeah, like that, that, like that gun where you zoom in, I was like, it looks like a Titanfall gun. I don't like that. I've come around to it now. I think it actually looks kind of cool. And one of the things that we saw with that is that it descopes after you get hit, which was not in Halo 5. I fucking love that. Like there's so many little things for <laughs> Halo people like me. Yeah. And I've had this conversation with a whole bunch of people that are like, but it didn't sell me on Halo. I'm not a Halo guy, so I'm not going to get it. And I'm like, like I can't really look at it from that perspective because I've been a Halo fan for so long that I'm just like, yeah. it's doing all the right things for me though. 
One final point is like with the sandboxes, 343 has like said like, oh, the grapple shot, it's going to be intrinsic to your character during the campaign via an upgrade tree, which is a new thing for Halo. I like that for the campaign, but they've talked about, even though they didn't show the multiplayer, they did say that this equ that this equipment is going to work differently in multiplayer, as in it's going to be equipment, which means it's going to be on the map and you have to pick it up. And I'm like, they are literally speaking to me right now, that they are like, are people like me who love this franchise and love it in a very specific way that we haven't gotten for the last like three years. So I, I'm super into what they showed. I think there's a lot. I think it's interesting that their first impression of the game is so divisive. Microsoft is very aware of how first impressions can really screw them over for a oh, long yes time. They are. So oh, yes, I, they are. Everyone loves Kinect, right? I find Xbox it, on. I find it so interesting that this is what they showed, but it also felt like they were at a point where they were like, we have to just show something from the game because it's been so long that I, I just, I don't... I'm excited for it. I think my excitement has gotten even a little bit further than it was before and i was like palpably excited but i i'm i need to see more fix you say you're not an xbox or you're not a halo guy you're definitely an xbox guy yeah. <laughs> uh so what 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 is it about halo that just hasn't clicked for you over the I've years played and did this do anything to change that so i've played every single halo and i don't remember any of them and i literally the other day for the first time was like okay I'm going to load them up again. My chat's been on me for it and my, everyone from the podcast. You have to play it. You have to play it. You have to play it. And I was like, all right, I'll, let me see which ones I've played before. And I went through it. You know when you go through your chapter select, it shows which ones you've cleared. And I'd done mm -hmm. everything. And I was like, huh. That tells you how much I just don't care about Halo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That being said, what the, what doesn't get me is I'm not, I don't, I think I'm learning as I'm getting older. I'm like, oh, I'm not actually into sci-fi that much. Like it has to be a very specific sci-fi to get me in. I'm not into Star Wars. All the big sci-fi <gasps> that people love. And let's just charge our Binks. So episode one, let's go. Um, <laughs> everyone just starts beating me up. Calm down. Um, I'm just. It's okay. I introduced my fiance to the Watto meme a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> the Greg Miller thing, and she's just like, "This is the shit you guys listen yeah, to. Are you serious? I know, like, I know, I know. But no, it's all good. Um, for me, it's Halo Infinite did perfect for me. It was exactly what I needed, which was. You are new to the series. This is different. This isn't just Halo. It, mm -hmm. Here's a grappling hook. Here's the map. Open world. It's not just Halo. And this is what I hated about when Gears came out. It was, it's just another Gears. It's just another yeah. Gears. It's like, no, it's not. It's not just another Gears. It's just on the outset of people who don't care about Gears, it's just another Gears. So is Last of Us just another Last of Us? I mean, it it's looks a, like it, but I got, guess, it's just, yeah. It's just got a different story. But no, but Last of Us is, is run around the world like it's the best thing since Last Red. Because it is. It's very good. It's a very good game. I really like it. It is very good. But the problem I have is people love to write off Xbox games so much that they haven't innovated. They haven't done this. They haven't done that. You bring up Halo and we go, okay, yeah, the texture did look a little flat. I watched it back in 4K. And I was like, no, this looks a lot better in 4K. Like, a yeah. lot better. And there was definitely a lot of compression really going on the stream as well. And, yeah, and that's that's the thing that makes me die. It's like, this compressed stream that you might have watched someone's reaction to, which means it's compressed and compressed again, that they're probably watching it in 720 instead of 1080. And it's like, and this looks trash. It's like, well, hold up a minute. You've, you, you've, got, to, you've got to go out there and actually figure this stuff out for yourself other than just listening to other people's opinions, right? 
and I suppose Twitter doesn't quite do that. They just take on whatever their their favorite influencer says, and yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, you guys Christ. saw the rumor of multiplayer not even launching with Halo, which yeah. was immediately debunked. But it's like, but, why does that come? That only came up because they only showed single player. But like, that's not the way that you launch a game. But, so but why wait you, for it to come from the horse's mouth before you dismiss so it. So did right? you see the whole Fables and MMO as well? And it's like, yeah, no, I, 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 I caught word of that. I'm like, but, but where is this coming from? Like, they just want to find some reason to hate it because it's but, Microsoft. But it's the thing. It the like. thing but, I'm kind of going off track, but I'll come back on. So just give me a second. It's like, I do feel like there is a bias in the press when it comes to Xbox. Because I love Kind of Funny, as you all know. I'll rep it till day one. They'll talk about a game. It's like, yeah, it's on PlayStation. And I'm sitting there literally going, it's also on Xbox. And I'm not saying that you have to promote a company. You don't, obviously. But if you're considering a news outlet... Why is it whenever we see anything, it's PlayStation, Xbox? Is it because they sold more? Maybe it is. And maybe that's something that's just behind closed doors we don't think about. But I do think it is a weird thing that it's always PlayStation, Xbox, PC, Nintendo, or whatever it is of that order, right? And you're like, something doesn't work here. Because if anything, it should be PC first. Because it sure as hell a lot more PCs out there. So just want to mention, uh, the rumor of the new Fable game being an MMO comes courtesy of at ChronoTK on Twitter, who's yeah. a French games journalist who mm -hmm. predicted the entire Xbox game showcase lineup ahead of the stream yesterday. So, I mean, it's not utterly, like, out of the blue. I, I still would not put, like, too much weight on it. My thing is, even if it is an MMO, why are we freaking out about that? Let's wait until we actually see the damn thing. Sure. And I think an MMO would actually be really cool, personally, because some of Fable 2's favorite moments for me was the orbs just going around the world and people randomly dropping me items and stuff. Some of those moments were really cool to me. So it being an MMO, I'm actually okay with, personally. Hmm. It's Again, we talk about the, the, the diverse portfolio of what Xbox have. What don't they have? An MMO. Everwild is looking. We don't, and I'm going to get to your point on Everwild. I'm kind of everywhere. I'm sorry. That's what happens when we talk Xbox. We, we will get there. Yeah, don't worry. It's okay. But we'll go back to Halo. For me, Infinite. Yeah. It done what I needed it to, which is I'm not a fan of, uh, of Halo, but I now want to try Infinite. You've given me a grappling hook. You've given me gunplay that looks really good. You've given me a world that I don't. I don't actually care for the way of clearly Alex does. Uh, but for me, it's like. All right, I'm ready. Let's let's go. Let's take this ride. Let's take this journey, and let's see what pe what people love about Halo. This was just a this looked like the first mission, the first mission. It's, oh, and from maybe, what I've from what I've heard, it's not, but it does like it, it presents itself it's a, like it is. Yeah, which I think is probably part of the problem, right? It's mm -hmm. people just like people. I don't know what it is, but people just want to shit on Xbox. And yeah. if you're not gonna give it a try, you're not gonna give it a try. But that's your loss. You're missing out on these experiences. They're not going anywhere. They're not gonna. They're not just gonna disappear because you don't like them. But mm -hmm. people are just so shut off and put a wall up. It's like, no, Halo sucks. I'm like, okay, well, there's no point even trying to have a conversation with you. To me, it didn't look. It didn't yeah. suck. It looks really good. Yeah, and I, I, I think part of that comes back to people want a reason to pick one over the other, but it's not about picking one over the other. It's about the fact that video games are cool. Doesn't matter where you play them. Yeah. Play cool video games. There's a lot of, but we have 19. We have 19 games they talked about here, so we should probably move yeah, on from yeah, Halo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that one was gonna be the one that, like, you know, I feel like had the most discussion because it was right. the one that we saw the most of as well. Though. I'll, I'll just say quickly, uh, I'm looking forward to playing it. It is gonna be very interesting for me personally, though, because I'm gonna be playing that like right after I complete one through five, and Damn, that's yeah. gonna be a nice palate cleanser after five. That, let me tell a, you that that's much. That's a lot of Halo. Well, I hope so. I hope so. 
that's more Halo than that's more Halo than I could deal with. But the next game that we saw is something I have not even touched a game in this series. So I'm gonna need someone else to tell me why it's exciting that State of Decay Three was announced. Yes, let's talk about it because State of Decay One is fantastic. Yeah. State of Decay Two, on the other hand, not so fantastic, unfortunately. Mm. So I'll go on this because quick, real quick, just State of Decay for me is one of the best survival horror uh, survival games, zombie survival games you will play from a base level of this is what it is it's permadeath you run out into the world doesn't have that much of a story it was done by a little studio no one have heard of called undead labs and when the first game come out it come out people loved it it's permadeath you're building up your characters it's rpg light it's a lot of fun the reason why i'm excited about state of decay 3 is because it looks like it's going to be a triple a version of that and that's what i kind of expected 2 was going to be but they were still going through that transition period of being bought by Microsoft. I'm sure most of the work had already been done on two. The multiplayer infrastructure just wasn't very good. I feel like they need to just triple that back, give us a really good, deep story, along with all the mechanics that are already there, gloss it up with its AAA budget now in terms of its visuals. State of Decay is amazing. Did you guys, any of you other guys play it? I've only played the uh, first one, but I, I fully echo your sentiments of it was so, like, I was so invested with just, like, having, trying characters. to keep my, my characters alive yep. and, like, kind of building my own stories around it. And yep. it's it's an experience that I, I get very rarely in games of where, like, the gameplay influences, like, the stories being told. Like, the only other game I can think of that really did it well was Shadow of Mordor. And oh. so it's, like, if, like, I loved that. I didn't get to play two just because I think think it's out on pc now it but i don't know if PC it was now, but it wasn't yeah. I, I don't think it was when it first came out mm -hmm. and so since i don't have an xbox one i never got a chance to play it but i heard that there was a lot of technical issues it was. I was kind of like it also looked very similar so i was like i could just play the play the first game it was literally me and greg yeah. i actually played it with greg miller and um, mm. we played through it and we were just both like damn this just isn't fun like mm. it, it had this weird thing in its, That's too bad. in its multiplayer where it was all the items that you pick up were color code coded to each person mm. so That's we would weird. we'd all loot a house right so we go to loot a house and it's like oh your things over here and my things over there and it just didn't work it just wasn't mm -hmm. a seamless multi you when you're playing a survival game it's like man i need bullets it's like oh your friend over there needs bullets as well it's like oh i need shotgun oh i need ar whatever it may be right and then instead it's color coded like oh you can have this and you can have that it just didn't work state of mm. decay 3 for me i feel like it's going to go back to the basis of hmm. what it is we want State of Decay to be, which is a AAA survival game. And not hmm. like in like uh, uh, what Grandit is doing in that survival world. I mean, just like a single, I want it to go back to single player. That's what I really want. And I want them to really dive into narrative of why are these animals infected? Because we didn't have that in the first two games. So why are they now infected? What is this virus? You know, the zombie quirks of what we, we, we always see it but that's what i want on a triple a sense from this so yeah and i i think again not to jump back to something sony's done but like they have their survival game in the last of us where in the first game you know okay this is the virus this is why it's happening yeah this is what we're trying to avoid and it it sets up that MacGuffin that you experience throughout the entirety of both uh stories which it, it sounds like we haven't gotten yeah unfo unfortunately that's the problem with state of decay for me which is its story is is like you said alex you create the story of jessica's yeah. gone out on a run right and it's like in your head you're like crap jessica is my shooter if, if she dies i've got no one back at base who could shoot so i'm gonna have to level someone all the way up so maybe i'll leave her behind to protect the base in case we get run over by a horde you're creating those stories i want mm -hmm. that still to be there and i feel like it will be but i also need something driving me along to get to that point because State of Decay yeah. 1 and 2 just didn't have that. 
See, that's the parallel that I like with Shadow of Mordor that I want them to try to do is because Shadow of Mordor did have a single-player story and then also had, like, the nemesis system that allowed you to make their own stories. And I think think there's a really good opportunity, especially with Microsoft now fully backing Undead Labs, that we could get that perfect merger of them. And that's what I'm hoping to see. So are zombie animals a thing previously in the State of Decay series? No. Not not, not, uh, Yeah, wait, actually, no. I think there's a bear or some sort. No, okay. that's a juggernaut. I'm thinking a juggernaut. I'm pretty sure I'm thinking a dog. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure there's no animals. Okay, because watching that trailer, like, the reveal of the zombified deer at the very end struck yeah. me as very much a reveal uh, for that series. So, I, like, to be honest, I'm zombie games are generally not a series that is of much interest to me to begin with. Yeah. But, you know, admittedly, I don't feel like there are a lot of zombie games out there with zombified animals. So if there is anything about this game that could get me in, it, it was that. genuinely <laughs> could be that. Like, not okay. not even joking. Yeah, no, I think that was that was kind of what I took away from it was like, okay, just even the CG trailer, right? It was like, this CG trailer looks amazing. But now you've actually given me given me expectations for this game because of this trailer. And that's what you're always worried about. We all remember uh, Dead Island, right? One of the best CG trades you'll ever watch. And then you get the game, and I was very let down by what it actually was in the end. I don't think Microsoft is going to make that mistake. I do feel like it is going to look, maybe not comparable to Sony, but it is going to look like a AAA game with great facial uh, animations and will really, really build on what State of Decay is now. I'm kind of sad it's free, and they didn't just go with... Because I feel like free automatically scares people away. Because, like, I didn't play the first two. Even though we know sequels sell better usually, but I feel like if they would have... It sounds stupid to reboot a series so early on, but it kind of needed it because of two being so bad and so glitchy and just everything what was wrong with that game that, like, maybe stated the case, colon, the last deer, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. might, might have done better than maybe free because I think people are just going to be like, oh, it's enough... Like we just said, it's another state of decay, like they do with gears. Yeah, I mean, hope, hopefully it comes out and is a banger because I, it sounds like coming into the Series X, we or the next gen, we need games like this to to hit. And what was interesting about State of Decay Three is it was the first game, and like it's so weird because Xbox repeatedly said nothing in the first couple of years is gonna like everything in the first couple of years is still gonna work on your series or in your xbox one you don't have to worry about upgrading right away and then the second title they show in this showcase only says it's coming to series x and windows pc i know it was very so, interesting it was so on, very on my xbox and me we talk about this regularly which i'm like why am i buying the system why am i buying the system right and the whole big thing for me was like the fact they keep saying generations we're gonna support everything and a lot of this conference not a lot of it but some of the big surprises are out of it were like series x only if you take away pc which I do think you should take away PC, right? Console only. Yeah, it's its own thing. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Console like, exclusive, it, it, yes. Yeah, like we've moved away from... Even Sony do PC games now. It's, Fewer of them, but they do, that's for sure. But I feel like this is just them dipping their toe in the water, where it's like, okay, after a couple of years, we bring our game to PC. Once it stops selling, our Probably. game comes to PC. And you no longer have an exclusive as soon as it hits PC. Simple as. Because I get into those wars all the time on Twitter. Trust me. <laughs> Oh, you've got no exclusives. I'm like, ha, you're losing your exclusives. Come at me. <laughs> yeah, and then people think it's a, like the the 
birth of the Antichrist when Sony announces Horizon Zero Dawn for PC. It's yeah, like, exactly. holy shit, calm yeah. down, people. How dare you, Sony? Or, fi- or 505 publishing Death Stranding there. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. It's it's inevitable, And so right? it should happen. More people should be able to experience these great... It upsets me that you guys have not played State of Decay. And it's because it was stranded on... It was on the 360, actually, first, so you kind of just yeah, missed the first that. One. Yeah, but yeah. It, w- it got really released on Xbox One. It's like, but you didn't have an Xbox One. So why would you give it a chance? That ain't going to sell you the system, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah. So If Halo 5 couldn't, then nothing could. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. I think with that, we can move on to the next game they showed off, which was in-engine footage from the next Forza Motorsport. Uh, again, a game we probably won't see very soon just because of the way they showcased it at the end of the like the title screen at the end. It was, again, another one that's just Series X. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say because we've been talking, but it is another Forza. Yep. But I think racing games are one of those ones you want to put out close to, if not at launch of a new console, just to show off the tech. 100%. The mm. thing with me with Forza is... Xbox gets shit every year for showing Forza off in deep detail, right? Every year it's, this is boring, this is boring. The one year they show a CG trailer because you know what you're bloody getting, they're like, didn't show no gameplay. Why, why should we care? I'm like, they can't win. You know what Forza is. It's a racing game. You go around tracks, it's got beautiful environments. You're going to see more eventually. Like, I, I didn't see why this was a big deal of like people's contention of the game. It, the one thing that is yeah. interesting is they've dropped the numbers. So it looks like it's going as games as a service. So, and I'm really happy about it. Which that. I think is the right approach yeah. for racing games. Yeah. yeah. Well, they can microtransaction it way better as well in non scummy ways because they've had problems with that. Turn 10 uh, have had problems with their microtransaction, especially in six. I think there was big, big, big problems. So if they can get that perfect balance right of like, okay, we have a game that is full of motorsports, it's in Game Pass for its lifetime now. How do we build off that? How do we get... Are we going to get some more things like uh, they did for Horizon, which is the Lego stuff? Will we get uh, Fast and Furious? Will we get whatever the the hot thing is that comes out soon with the kids and we get something in there? That would be cool. I feel like it would be Mm. be dope. Imagine we got like a kart racer type thing in the Horizon series, if that goes in the service as well. Like, you can add on to that and people can come and go as they please without paying an upfront cost in the terms of like buying it for $60. I think it's kind of cool, honestly. Yeah, uh, something that was just brought up in our Twitch chat by Private Jeebus, and this is something I was thinking as well, is people were upset at what Forza showed, even though they did say this is all in engine, yeah, and it what it didn't it didn't drag on the way, I hate to draw the comparison, the way that Gran Turismo 100%. was presented in the Sony presentation, dragged on. We didn't need to see the UI. We didn't need to see the menus. We didn't need that terrible voiceover woman <laughs> who was translating something from Japanese with a gun to her head. We didn't need that. This was enough. This was enough from Forza to be like, okay, it's Forza. If you're into it, great. If you're not, cool. here's the next game. Exactly. And that next game is actually one of the ones I was most interested in. That's Everwild coming to us from Rare. And that's mostly because the art style is dope and I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Anyone got thoughts on Everwild? It's the biggest The biggest problem with it is just we don't know what it is. Um, yeah. I was surprised. I honestly was surprised to see something new from Rare, to be honest, because Sea of Thieves has been flourishing just so right. well. Um I think it's cool. I mean, I just... This was already announced, though. You knew that, right? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't actually. Yeah, yeah this was this yeah. is already... This, this is, is the first time I had seen it properly. Okay. This, this is what All I right, find never funny. Mind, Everyone's like, oh, Rare announced a new game. I'm like, no, didn't they announce this ages ago? And I didn't <laughs> care then, and I don't care now. Show me what the bloody thing is. You can't show this thing yeah. off again in engine. Nobody knows what it is. Okay, like, see, that's that's where my confusion came in, is because oh, it's yeah. like, if they didn't show, like, if they already had shown it, then you would think the next time they'd show it would be you'd We'd actually find see what, what the, the game looks like. 
Yeah, that's why I thought this was like a first first time announcement for it. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> messaging is really you, muddled with that now. So, I love the whole conversation with I don't remember the lady's name who was doing the conversation. Like we're already building the community around everyone's like bullshit. Are you? We don't know what this thing is. Some likes on Twitter don't count. You can build a community, but you got to <laughs> tell people what it is. Yeah. Like oh, that was my biggest letdown of the whole show was Everwild because Rare are a great shooter. They make great games. I didn't love Sea of Thieves at the start. Played it about three weeks ago, and now I'm getting ready to go back in and play it more and more and more. Um, they built upon that game and saved that game from from what could have been really bad. Everwild, mm. though, the art, I agree with you, Mitch, which the the, the, the art style looks really good. Yeah. But I, I want to heal weird cartoon here. giraffes. I, yeah. I need to know what I'm playing here. Uh, no, uh, I, I feel like you guys kind of went over some of the things I was going to say myself. I will say that the right. part where that giant lizard emitted a number of smaller lizards from its mouth, very intriguing. For yeah. the next couple of announcements, there are things we've heard or seen a lot of, so we can just skim over them really quick. Tell me why coming episode one, coming soon, coming to all three. I mean, it's coming to Xbox One, Series X, PC. It looks great. Don't non make good stuff. And it's, it's interesting to see Microsoft backing them on this one. So that's cool. The the bigger uh, we saw the first was though was the fact of afterwards they come out with the release dates of the other episodes for me yeah and it's which, super quick yeah that was too. good like it, yeah they should have announced it there though that was the biggest my biggest worry was like why not just say first episode here second episode here third episode there because i love don't nod as well i totally agree with you they're fantastic but i'm scared the game weren't going to come out so my my hype was very like mm, i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait i'm not getting burned like i did the last of um life of strange 2 like I'm not doing that. Yeah. If they should, they should just. That was like, like a year plus, wasn't it? Yeah. That's that was an easy game to show a release date for, which is like here, 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 done. Don't do it on Twitter, because some of us missed the information on. I totally missed it, but maybe that was the point, because maybe they don't hit those dates. It it remains to be seen. Yeah. DLC for the Outer Worlds, which presumably is coming to everywhere. Very interesting. Very tongue in cheek. The writing is great. Obsidian does good stuff. So, cool. And then the uh, then we got another preview, which we didn't need for Grounded because it's coming so soon and we know it's a game. They did poke fun at the fact that there'll be a game you can play before Cyberpunk, and I thought that was really fun. But otherwise, it's more Grounded. I so thoughts it. on either of these I two? I loved it, honestly, if I'm honest. I thought it was just perfect because it was that reminder of, hey, you know this service that we want you to get into? You can get this game next week. And why would you not do that on your biggest show where you've been hyping it up? To show your games it's your first party you can't not show one of your first party games that are coming out in preview next week within the grounded trailer we also got a little preview of somebody who is absent from the show which was the yeah. battle toad mm -hmm. oh right mm -hmm. so when do we think we see battle toads again is it going to be a while well it's already, already announced the game i played the game at xo i played the new right. battle toads at xo 19 and it was fine. That's why the silence um, is deafening on it. Because I think, I feel like they were definitely showing it at shows. They were like, okay, this doesn't hit. Like, I was mm. sat there for a good half an hour plan, and it's so hard. And that was fine back in the day. And people, like, games were just notoriously hard. Now, people don't have that attention span. We, there's, you've given us Game Pass. I'm going to play this thing. I'm going to go, it's too hard. And I'm dipping. I feel like they've gone and had to take it back to the drawing board and add more takeaway bits and go from there. Yeah, I, I feel like this generation, there have been enough games, like, for example, Donkey Kong uh, Country Tropical Freeze have shown you can make a platformer that's really, really hard and still have it be fair and rewarding and not just needlessly punitive like games of old. Yeah, and I, something like Celeste as well, where that's you have these idea. accessibility features you can enable that aren't 
that don't change the experience but make it more accessible to people and hopefully they take a similar approach with Battletoads and I know we were talking about Grounded and not Battletoads. So we can get into the last of our Obsidian trifecta that we saw here and then they announced a high fantasy RPG called Avowed. And is this just Obsidian now saying they're just taking a piss they're at coming Bethesda? After Bethesda? Like we are going to be better world. than your Skyrim that or your next Elder Scrolls that comes out in what five years? I it's going to come out first, and it's going to probably be better. See, I'm so in for it. It's very interesting. I was talking about this on the podcast on my Xbox Emmy as well, where I was like, they are doing what I feel that they should be doing, which is we're going to make smaller versions of the games that everybody loves and be better at it with less glitches and less bugs. And this is, this is my whole thing where I don't get why people uh, hate on Xbox so much. They have one of the best RPG studios. They have one of the best racing studios. They have one of the best shooters, uh, third-person shooters. But, but we could keep going through all of what they were showed, right? It's like the best, the best, the second best, the third best. The, the only thing they're missing from that trifecta of what they've got, the, the, the Infinity Gauntlet, is a narrative-driven <laughs> third-person um, adventure game. Really? But don't you think they have yeah. that now with Hellblade, though? Now being an Xbox One exclusive? I, I was going to say, Hell, Hellblade is going to be one of... Or Ninja Theory is going to be that studio, given Microsoft money, that can put... Out, like, they put out Enslaved, which was great. They put out Hellblade, which was great. Fix it looks like he has some hot takes on Ninja Theory, so I'm just going to let him take over. I never played Hellblade. It, it's worth going back to. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've been playing through it. Uh, it's a, it's a shorter narrative experience, but it it tackles some heavy stuff. It's real. I've good. heard this meant to be amazing. I just every time I get ready to play it, I, there's something else comes out, or Call of Duty Warzone shouts at me like, "You better get over here and get some wins." <laughs> and I'm like, "Damn it, okay." <laughs> I will before Hellblade. Well, you can, you can always get yeah, you can always get to it in the lead up yeah, to launch whenever that is, because exactly. we know what we know with it being on Unreal Five that it's it's a year plus away probably at this point. Fair uh, Obviously, with Avowed, you know, it's important to keep our expectations in check. We don't know with absolute certainty yet whether or not it's going to be the Fallout New Vegas of the Elder Scrolls series made by Obsidian. But if it is indeed that, I think this actually secretly might be one of the most significant announcements of the show. I am agree. A... Agree. I totally agree yeah. with you. Yeah. It's, it was one of those announcements that I wasn't expecting from mm -hmm. them yet. Like, I want... It's... I weren't expecting it yet. Like we, were, they only just. This is what makes me laugh as well. Is like they only just bought these studios really in the grand scheme of things. Like games take a long time to make. But yeah, I agree they with really you. This do. could be one of the most important, and it could be a system seller at at that point of like people love Skyrim again. Not a game that I'm into. RPGs are very, very time consuming, which I try and stay away from. To be honest with you, um, but these li I tried Outer Worlds. It, I played it for about ten hours. It just weren't for me. It didn't work. But I'm down for these smaller experiences. I only gave that a chance because it was a smaller Fallout at the end of the day. And I, I liked, I actually did like Fallout 4. I know people hate that game. Um, but for some reason, it just didn't click. I hope this one does for me. And I agree. Could be the biggest announcement we saw here, other than Halo, probably. It, it was the biggest surprise we saw here, I think, for sure. Yeah. Even knowing what's coming later in the conference, just because it, it, it is them saying, look, we know what we did was great. And we're going to take what we learned from that. Take... I mean, and Microsoft seems to be taking a very hands-off approach to the way that these studios are both integrating within Microsoft as well as the experiences they put out. So if it's just like, no, Obsidian, go make the game you want to make. If they want to make an homage to great RPG, mm -hmm. high fantasy RPGs of the past and do it without some of the jank we've had, I'm here for it. Yeah. So we can move on, I think, to the next title that was shown, which is a little 
not something I was expecting, but something I could definitely get into, and that's As Dusk Falls. Oh, yes. Which, this was not the kind of game I expected to see uh, showcased here, but I I kind of dig it. What do you guys think about As Dusk Falls? I really I... liked what I saw. Sorry, go, 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 go. I oh, no, uh, no, I just think the... Specifically, like, the art style looks incredible. I'm wondering how it's going to play exactly, but the narrative that they seem to be telling that we were getting hints of from the trailer looks really intriguing. It reminds me of, like, a movie, uh, The Place Beyond the Pines, where it kind of starts with people as, like, as their kids, and then you kind of see them as they grow up and how, like, this certain event from their past affects them. I'm really excited to see how it all sort of plays out. And this is one that, especially because it's going to come to Game Pass, that I'm like... My eyes are now on it for sure. My thing is, it's the X Quality Dream Team, right? Oh, is and it actually? Yes, yeah, it's, it's the oh. X Quality Dream yeah. Team who left. So they've gone on oh. to make a game that isn't held back by certain people, saying no names, of of <laughs> some of the, the the anarchy that went on in that studio. We've heard about it. We've read about it. We know what was happening. And now, the first thing I saw was an integration re- relationship, something that's not shown in video games very often. And I was like, yes. Okay, here we go. Because as much as I loved, um, oh, what was it called? What was Heavy the last Ranger, game? Right? Yeah, um, Detroit Beyond Become Two Human. Souls. Detroit. Detroit yeah. Become Human. It touched on things it shouldn't have touched on in ways. It didn't go deep enough into what it was trying to get across, especially with being a black person. To be honest with you, it's like, hmm, hmm. hmm. You didn't. How many black people actually like were like, yeah, this works? Because I'm guaranteed there weren't plenty. A lot of them. So I'm hoping a dust falls can tell a story about people that are not shown in everyday light in video games and go a little Mm. bit further with it and do it right because there's games out there that haven't unfortunately yeah i think i'm right there with you Uh, learning that it's a new game from the people behind things like heavy rain and beyond two souls is really interesting to me because heavy rain was probably one of the biggest surprises uh of the playstation 3 ecosystem that game you know has a lot of problems there's some characters in that game that are, are not represented in a super favorable light but from a like gameplay perspective in terms of the you know just mind-bending scenarios it crafted that was a really special experience and so i'm hoping that you can kind of capture that same magic here and you know hopefully also uh, have equally great representation to match yeah I, i think that was something microsoft did really well or at least something i noticed throughout this presentation is the first character you see that isn't wearing a helmet in this entire showcase is the pilot in the uh halo infinite trailer who, at least to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, seemed of Hispanic descent, so person of color. The actor is, for sure. At least the actor, yeah. And then we see the State of Decay 3 CGI trailer featuring a black woman. So I think there was a number of occasions in here I'm like, yeah, you guys are seeing what is going on socially in the world, and you're either adapting your messaging or you are already planning for these experiences, which i really love to see and i know there are a lot of people fix i think yourself included that were very happy to see what they did from this presentation around representation the thing that annoyed me was looking on twitter afterwards and someone put out a tweet saying about it and it was like yeah they're just pandering i'm like okay well i hope that's not the case and obviously you have to be very careful when it does come to that when it comes to pandering to certain certain things in the world at the moment but i don't think microsoft would i generally think it's just a case of they are all of us are growing up we're all learning that and me including i've said and we've said this during the kind of like zoom calls right uh, where i've been very open yeah. in my like learning of i'm i'm a mixed race man but i very much was identifying very white because my mom's white and I was brought up by my mom mainly so 
I never thought about it. the little things of like playing a white character. You start you start in screen, right? You make a character. Who is it? It's a white dude. Like, hold up. Yep. Hold up a minute. Uh, now you start as I get older and as I start thinking about it, I'm like, okay. And I feel like the industry is also getting older. I feel like we forget games are still so young. In the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, video games are so young, but we're finally getting yep. there. I feel like, and yeah, Xbox did a great job of that. And this game, especially the art style, looked amazing. What is the game again, though, is the problem. I understand that with a, this type of game, though, you can't really show much without spoiling it. So, would I rather them show me this dope trailer that sort of sets the tone? And the studio name's In Night, so I want to give them the shout out because I don't want it to just be known as the Quantum D, uh, Quantum Dream old developers we got to give them their name and they're independent and i'm pretty sure they're from england so shout out (laughs) (laughs) that that's totally understandable (laughs) totally fair so shout out to them for the experience that it looks like they're going to be putting out with as dusk falls uh now we're going to get into another part of the show which is i'm going to just going to call it the segment of things we already knew about and probably didn't need to see here and that starts off with seeing jack black and tim schaefer come back together for music in psychonauts 2 agree why did we see this agree yeah. It's great, but we didn't need to see this here. No, I said agree. <laughs> I, I was going to okay. say, it existed to troll people who initially thought it was Brutal Legend 2. That was me. I thought it was Brutal yeah. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> Fix, I'm there with you. Right there with you. But it, it's good to see them collaborating again, and maybe it does lead to something else down the line. But we didn't need this here, but it's cool. It reminds you that, yeah, Psychonauts is still a thing. Double Fine is now an Xbox first-party studio, and it's going to play best there. And all, all that, like optimizing for the consoles that... that you know, are from their parent company. So yeah. it's still something, again, fixed. Your point of, yeah, we have all these things that are coming out three or four years from now, but this is going to hit. It's It's got nostalgia fuel. It's a known IP. It's a, a license people are familiar with, yeah. for the most part, at least, I, if they're in this same space as us in terms of consuming the content. But, yeah, it's more Psychonauts, I guess. That was my thing. I was like, okay, I didn't need... It, the problem with me was the length of where it was. It, it was too... I understand what they yeah. they were going for, but the length of it's too long. I love Jack Black. Don't get me wrong. Um, they did a great job trolling us. I was fine with that. But it's like, we know what Psychonauts is. Just do the same thing you did with Granite. Give us a funny trailer that explains what this game is and why you should buy it and get out of the way. And then after that, for whatever reason, we saw more content from Destiny 2 with the Beyond Light trailer that they had. This is and big news. It looks great. Yeah, this is actually, a hu- this is a big announcement. Like, yes. The, the it was it? Yes. Yeah. I'm not a Destiny guy. You guys got to teach so, me. So we already, knew, we, we already knew Beyond Light was a thing and it's coming. And one of the Google Stadia's claim to fame was, hey, Destiny 2 is going to be on Stadia Pro and it's going to, all the content, Forsaken, uh, Shadow Keep, and then Beyond Light, when that comes out, it's going to be available in your Stadia Pro thing, your Stadia Pro, whatever it's called. Yeah. And so now <laughs> with Xbox Game Pass, they're doing that and they're basically stealing Stadia's thunder. And then also with Game Pass, you get all these other, you get actual games with it as well. And so this is huge news that they're, that they're, that they've, for one, they've seemed to have mended their relationship with Bungie, which is kind of nice to see. Huge, um, huge. Yeah, that's, that's really nice to see. Also, Destiny was huge with PlayStation 4. Like, the fact that, like, all of the, the exclusive content... All of the marketing, was, all of the exclusive. Yeah, it was yeah. all going to PlayStation 4. So the fact that Microsoft has seemed to have been making moves... Uh, and that might have been an Activision thing because of Call of Duty. Uh, of but now that... Money, money, money. Yeah, it, it's... Well, because, like, of the deals with Call of Duty and the money that yeah. PlayStation's been spending just, with that. But now that yeah. now that Destiny is... Or Bungie is a, a independent studio, 
they kind of can hang out with whoever they want. And it seems like they've mended the relationship with Microsoft. And I think that's really exciting. The fact that um, the fact that Shadowkeep is, or not Shadowkeep, Beyond Light is coming to Game Pass day one is yeah. also huge. It means that you're going to get a huge influx of players that are going to either be playing it on PC via Game Pass or on Xbox now. And I just, this is a huge announcement, even though it's something that we already knew. It, it's it's bigger than I think it's humongous because honestly yeah. because I am someone that plays I played Destiny very light in the in the early stages right but I was sick of the fact that I kept having to buy expansions I was done I was like I've done this for one I've now done it for two and it was like you buy one and I went away played it come back and it was like oh yeah we, and I talked to Koresh who's my co-host and he's like oh you gotta buy this new one I'm like I'm not giving this game no more I'm done with it like no I'm not doing it so that's why I think this is huge because the next piece of content that is coming out is in a service that I already own. And that's why it's big. And it's important to put the light on Bungie, like you said. You've got to, if you're gonna mend those relationships, it's like, hey, we're gonna put you on our, our number one stage. Remember us. I don't think they're gonna to wanna to remain independent forever, honestly. And I think Bungie is another studio that experts could swoop up and go, hey. Let's do this again, but let's do this right this time. Phil is here. Phil is our savior. Phil is our man. And maybe, just maybe. Who knows? Yeah, and I mean, if you like, I was saying earlier with the the way Microsoft seems to be handling their first party studios now, it does it is a different Xbox than it was back when Bungie was a part of them. And if Phil can say, here are five or six different heads of studio that we've acquired in last year, you get Tim Schafer to sit down with the head of Bungie and just say, no, things have been good. Like they are treating us right. We never thought we wouldn't be independent. And now we're owned by Microsoft and it still feels like we're independent, but with a budget. Yeah. So I think that would be advantageous for Microsoft to explore, but I don't know how soon it might be until we see something like that. Oh, and I don't think, I think this is the early seeds of it where yeah. it's like, yeah, you need to open the doors early enough. So it's not just like when they do eventually go, Hey, this independent stuff's long and doing yeah. invoices is long and all the other stuff. Forget the game side of things. That's the fun, the fun part for these people, the creative part. Yeah. I'm talking about the business stuff. And that's what I'm learning at the moment with my own business. Like, I don't want to do taxes. This is long. I don't want so someone coming in sweeping up, spending eight hundred million, which I think is probably a fair amount for Bungie. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Someone's gonna make Bun a lot of money. <laughs> Bungie just left a bad relationship. Let it be single for a little while, exactly. and then maybe it'll settle down in a in in a few years. Like give it because we already know what the next like three expansions are gonna be for Destiny Two. Yeah. Let's let's see what happens around expansion number two, and we'll we'll see where their their heads it, are at. This could be a yeah. five year play. This could be longer than that. Yeah, and I mean. Again, I, I hate drawing these comparisons because we're talking about Xbox, but you look at the Insomniac relationship with Sony. It was, yeah, come here, make all these games for us, be second party exclusive for the most part. And then, yeah, we're going to try different things. We're going to stretch our wings. We're going to make Sunset Overdrive. We're going to make a bunch of weird VR shit. And then, oh no, yeah, let's just have Sony drop what is arguably the biggest IP in video games, I would say, in Spider-Man, add Insomniac and say, make this good. And then they do, and then the relationship does what it does. So I think something similar for Bungie, Totally in the cards. Biggest IP. Do we? Are, are it's we? Definitely, uh, the biggest IP is Grand Theft Auto. Let's just be real here. So, oh, yeah, Spider-Man Spider is one huge. of the biggest IPs in the world, though, right? But Grand yeah. Theft Auto Five is the biggest, is the most selling entertainment product ever. So, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm yeah, a Minecraft. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was gonna I say just, Minecraft's bigger than Spider-Man in terms of like games. You said games. Sure. No, 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 that's <laughs> totally fair. I'm just a Spider-Man. I'm, I'm a Spider-Man diehard, yeah. so I just like to talk about it every chance i get sorry well, cozy no i ahead. just want to say are we that certain about bungie and microsoft getting more in bed together in the future because i mean i recall back when they originally were freed of halo bungie being very relieved about finally gaining their independence 
Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, but then they I, immediately I, settled down with Activision. I was just. About, I mean, I yeah, but I, I mean, obviously that didn't work out. Is, the, but the thing I think you have is you have that independence. You go away, you do it, like we just said with Insomniac. It's when the bills start to line up, or when you're not making enough money, that you will be like, "Hey, we got to start doing these deals." I don't think this is something that was an early place building those relationships that we were saying. Those relationships were burnt. They didn't like Xbox for a long, long time, and you could tell. So now you're building that relationship again it's just like networking as a content creator you have to network to get anywhere xbox are just doing the whole hey come to our stage we've got game pass you want to be yeah this is what happens they've got the numbers like you put your game in game pass and it sells this much more why would they not yeah plus destiny is so filled with microtransactions the more players you get into it the more people who are going to be buying silver in your store so it's going to just be good for both parties involved game Pass is at 10 million users yeah, yeah. which is asinine at this point that's insane i think it's actually more than that since the business call they just had they reckon it's more at nearly 50 could be well and i mean that's the thing get them in the ecosystem it's the approach that square enix seems to be taking with their marvel avengers game which seems very destiny like in that yeah they're already promising all future content is free yeah they're not gonna be nick i'm sorry i had to find a way to talk about avengers on every show we do Have you played it uh they're not nickel and diming people but they are gonna offer microtransactions and have you know weird little like maybe it's cosmetics or whatever it is but i think it's the right approach for destiny moving forward i can't wait to see what you think of marvel's avengers dude me too dude i'm so hype it's it's oh god it, don't it's be. yeah <laughs> no i i am fix i have one copy pre-ordered that i got during e3 last year yeah. that was at a discount i'm selling that pre-order to alex ballant yeah because I want to get it digital because I'm going to get the all digital PS5. So yeah. I'm going to buy two copies of this game because I want it to be good. I really, really it want it to be good. It was the only way that I was actually going to play it. This <laughs> man right here will not stop talking about it. I'm actually, to be fair though, I am actually getting into it myself to loop things back into Destiny 2. I've played about like 50 hours of Destiny 2. I like it a lot, but it is still to this day a pretty overwhelming game in terms of all its various systems and collectibles and whatnot. And I'm motivated to get into Marvel's Avengers because basically I want to be on the ground floor for one of these yeah. live service games when it launches so I can completely wrap my head around all of its systems and mechanics. But I was like that, I was like that with Anthem. Mm, yeah, didn't work but, out for me. <laughs> like I, I, I'm, I have tempered expectations. I just want this to come out and be more like Destiny at launch than like Anthem. I know it's like we did a show last week uh, that you can catch now on podcast services or go watch the Twitch archive of our our meta or our open critic predictions for the rest of the games in 2020. I think I said Marvel's Avengers is going to come in at like a 50, which I think is fair for that game at launch, and it's going to build and improve the way that Destiny has, as opposed to coming out like Anthem and being an absolute dumpster fire. Anthem but we are was not here to talk about Marvel's Avengers out. yet. Cozy didn't finish. Cozy, finish, finish, finish. Sorry, Cozy. Well, no, I, I was just going to conclude by saying, you know, the jury's obviously still out on whether Marvel's Avengers will live up to expectations, whatever those expectations are. In the meantime, we can move on to talking about Stalker 2 coming to Xbox Series X and PC as a console launch exclusive. Does anyone else here have any prior experience with the series? Not really. Nope. Hell no. Okay. PC so exclusive. Right. My yeah, my experience with the series is also somewhat limited. This is a series that was covered on the YouTube channel Gamers in the past, and while I was not heavily involved in the script for that episode, I did some little edits here and there. Uh, I mean, this is a series as a very passionate fan base. I get the sense that nobody here is especially interested in this game, but I would say keep a eye out for it because they do some really interesting stuff with the ai in the series like all the 
kind of various humans that you interact in the game will kind of live out their own lives and kind of lead to some very kind of diverse and unusual playthroughs. I say check it out. My only concern is that so the developer in charge of it, GSC Game World, uh, has had a very tumultuous history uh, over the past little while. Uh, and it remains to be seen whether the current team that they've assembled can pull off a game of Stalker 2's ambition. Uh, but I'm excited to see if they can achieve it. All right. Uh, next game that they showed off was Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, another console launch exclusive for the Series X and also on PC. It's it's Warhammer again CG trailer, so I don't know what the game is, but the, there are there is an audience for them, so it's very cool that they got this get of an IP that's well known for yeah. their console. But the Warhammer Vermintide games are very reminiscent of Left 4 Dead, yes. and that makes me excited that now it's like we'll get maybe that type of thing that type of game again but with like the sci-fi warhammer aesthetic um like of the space marines and stuff so i'm caught i'm interested in this i i obviously we don't know it's going to be that but it really gave me those those vibes and it reminded me a lot of vermintide because you saw like the entire horde of enemies in the background that like the lights come on onto them and so it could be very similar to that where it's just like a lot of uh, a lot of enemies that you can kind of kill rather quickly, but they can become overwhelming. And it's like, it seems like it's going to be a co-op experience. So I'm cautiously optimistic about this one because I love Left 4 Dead 2 more than most games. And so I just want to have that experience again. Nerd stuff. Sorry, I can't help, help you there. Well, yeah. <laughs> <You're nerd>. yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right. And we can move on from the nerd stuff to some more. Stuff. It's something a little <laughs> it's closer. A <laughs> little, well, it's a little, cl little closer to my heart. No, nah, it's an experience fix. It's Tetris Effect Connected. Oh, okay, yeah. It's Tetris Effect, but in multiplayer. Mm. I friggin' adore Tet Tetris Effect. So you give me more reasons to jump back in and play it. I'm gonna friggin' do it. Anyone else got thoughts on this? I thought it was one versus one hundred. Yeah, I was I gonna say. It. And I like, mean, I knew it was Tetris Effect because of the song. It's like using the, music, the it's yeah. the iconic like song from Tetris Effect. Um, but I, I mean, I love that game experience, and I think that though it is only timed exclusive, I think this is still a big get because Tetris Effect was kind of this really cool phenomenon when it came out, and to have like a experience where you have to work together, I think can be a really cool contrast to something like Tetris Ninety Nine on Switch. I'm excited for it. I just I want more Tetris Effect. Is anyone a little bit disappointed, though, that it doesn't seem like there's a Tetris Battle Royale mode to this game? No, because you have Tetris 99 yeah, on the Switch. I've got a Switch. Jeez. I'll play it there. Yeah. Okay. It's I free mean, with your Nintendo Online subscription. I mean, it's, I not, think... it's not a problem for me personally, obviously, or for anyone else in this room. But, like, if you're somebody, for example, only buys into the Xbox console ecosystem. I think if you're buying... No, if, that's fair. If you're buying just the Xbox ecosystem, you're not worried about Tetris, honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't I think... guess that's a fair point. That, that's my thing with, with that announcement. It was, it was a weird one. I was like, I get why you're doing this. Why time exclusive this, though? Like, this seems like one of those games that... With the way Phil Spencer has spoken over the years, this seems like one of those games that you're like, everyone should experience this. Let's have cross-play. Let's, let's have cross-progression. And this seems like a weird thing to time exclusive, honestly. But mm -hmm. I guess bills to be paid, right? I would caution if there were a Battle Royale in this, because I don't think the aesthetic of Tetris Effect lends itself to that. I think... A collaborative experience makes a lot more sense given the zen nature of the game which is kind of opposite to what tetris is normally but i really dig it so it's exciting to see new content coming to that whether you get it on an xbox series console 
or you wait for it to launch next year on the consoles you might already own it on i hope this mode will have vr as well sorry i didn't mean just one final. i think That's, it ha- i think it has to but it yeah. will do on playstation when it comes to it, it will yeah on playstation yeah. And pc and on pc yeah, sorry I that's meant, yeah, that's yeah. more where mm-hmm. i'm hoping for yeah I, I loved it in vr uh, but the next game that we got a glimpse of was not a vr title this is the gunk the gunk a third person oh, yeah. 3d platform shootery thing from the studios behind the steam world games and i love those games so i'm yeah. curious to see what you guys think about the gunk i've got well i the first ever interviews i ever did was with image and film who made steam world dig oh. i know julius very well i know their studio very well i've been invited to go out to sweden and see them um plenty of times so it's really interesting i saw this and the funny thing is i always make a joke with them about steam world uh the steam world franchise like bring to xbox bring to xbox we got dig one and then didn't get dig two i believe and then we well, didn't get highest really we didn't get oh, highest too either. Bad. um and i was like julius come on man and he does the uh uh community management stuff I was like dude give me games on xbox he's like one day, one day, and like we just we've had deep conversations. So as soon as I saw the image and form logo pop up, I was like, "Oh, they've done it! They've finally done it!" And I'm just like, "Yeah, they can do no wrong. They've made every game I've played from that studio that I've played has been fun. Has been at least fun. It works. It's fun base yeah. level. From what they showed, I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm into this. Why the hell not? Like, I believe in them. They're they're with what we've seen in Steam World games with their the the the, the gameplay." If they can turn that into a third person game like this, perfect. Why not? Yeah, I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. I don't I don't know. I don't have much experience with the franchise, so I can't Got really it. say Did too you much play Steam on World it. At all? No, I haven't. Okay. You should play it. It's really But good. you can get SteamWorld Dig 2 as part of Stadia Pro. Oh, yeah. That's what there. I did. That's right. I, I actually did redeem my Stadia Pro just to play that. Mitch I can't even beat me up. Then I let it lapse. <laughs> Mitch would just kick me out of the call if I talk anything much, anything about it, Stadia. I'd be like, get out, just leave. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. You can you can shit talk Stadia as much as you want. Our one co-host that is all in on that ecosystem isn't here, so go, go for it. No, no, yeah. I just for me, oh, wow, all in, all in. On, this is yeah, happening, by the way, dude, he bought Doom Eternal there. That's when you know someone's all in. Uh, I just want to say, Image and Form, great studio. It's nice to see them continuing to make bigger and bigger and cooler games. I'm interested to see, like, I I get the vibe uh, from some people that they kind of look at the studio in the same way that people look at WayForward, where people are constantly begging, oh, man, it'd be great if they could do a Metroid game. It would be great if they could do game in well-established Series X. Do Do any of you feel the same way? Do any of you... W- like want image informed to make a game in like another series that comes to mind or are you I more want... happy with them just sticking to the gunk and their own original ideas after only seeing this one trailer i want them to make a blinks the time sweeper game that would work perfect just because be i want awesome. that franchise yeah. to come back yeah i mean <laughs> this is successful maybe like generally maybe they've still got microsoft to own the ib but no i prefer the they fact do. they're doing um original content honestly I yeah. want them to own this. This is clearly Microsoft um, paid for, but I want them to own the IPs because, again, I know the guys as well. They're very artsy. They 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 put a lot of time and effort into their world building. They have a fantastic community. Like, no, I want them to to be able to just keep doing what they're doing. So for me, Image and yeah. Form, keep making your own IP. Because as soon as they go into someone else's IP, it can be taken here, there, and everywhere. But they're so good at being, there, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I'm in the same sphere as well. I think that as much as people might say, oh man, it'd be cool if they could do a Metroid, I'm fine with just having their characters in the game reference Metroid and leave it at that. Sounds good. 
uh, the next game that Microsoft showed off in their presentation was an, another look at the medium. This which, from a technical so perspective, cool. I'm very impressed by this. The fact that they're rendering two worlds at the same time, the ability to switch back and forth, it looks very mind-bendy, and I'm here for it. I'm so conflicted on this game. Interesting. Because Team Blooper are zero for... No, they're one for two for me. So I love the uh, okay. Layers of Fear because I knew nothing about that game. I hated Perfect... Uh, was it Perfect Dark? No. What did I do? Blair Witch. Oh, Blair Witch right. for me just didn't work. Like, it wasn't good looking. The story wasn't interesting. Its gameplay wasn't fun. Like, just the whole thing, it was just like, oh, God. And then the medium, I'm like, this looks fantastic. But is it just another game that I start here and I walk through and the world moves around me and we go from there? Is that what is that what Team Blooper Games is? Because if it is, I don't know if I need another. Person, no, that's understandable. Right? It it does look like it's it's showing off some really cool tech, but it could again it could be to your point. It just another a, a similar experience. Sim. But Alex, think, what do you think? Yeah. One of the coolest levels in any game that I've ever played ever is effect and cause in Titanfall Two, because it's the switching back and forth yes. from the present to the past, and this game gave me so many of those vibes with it of switching between the different realities and the one reality has like your path it will be like completely blocked and so you have to go into the demon reality but then the demon reality has like this weird monster that's chasing you and so it's like you have to kind of like i really hope that they do similar things to what respawn did in that level in titanfall 2 but over the course of a full experience because yeah. there was like you have to keep in mind what's in which reality and you have to just try to like juggle these things as you're it's not gonna be as fast paced as titanfall 2 obviously but I think that there's so much potential with this. And I think that's one of the most exciting things that we're going to see with this next gen is just the horsepower to be able to really take what a game is and completely flip it on its head. And I think this is like this and Ratchet and Clank on. I know this is we're talking about oh, Xbox. Yeah, yeah, Ratchet yeah, and Clank yeah. is like Ratchet and Clank is like the only other game that I've seen so far that has this potential to it. And I'm really this is one that like my eyes are like I am now like fully invested. And in. I know we had seen this one before, but now like see after seeing it here i'm really in just the the idea of what they could do with that switching realities is so cool my question is would you buy an xbox for it no but i'm a little i'm i can't justify buying an xbox because i have a three thousand dollar gaming computer oh, okay. so it's like yeah so, so it's like yeah case. so it's like You're i a different case by case scenario. i know yeah like i knew from the get-go as soon as microsoft was like yeah, everything's coming to Game Pass PC. It's like, I, I knew it's like, well, I love Xbox, Xbox is, so yeah. much. Like, I love Xbox. It's honestly like, I, my hot take is that every Xbox system has been better than a PlayStation console. Like, I think Xbox, mm. I mean, I, and I'm mm. talking about Xbox One now versus yeah, PlayStation yeah, 4 yeah. now. But like, yeah. I, I love the ecosystem. I love Phil Spencer. Every time I see him anywhere, I'm just like, I love that dude. He's so optimistic and he's so he's such a bright light especially with the don matrick years like there's so much that i just like i love about xbox i love the brand but i just can't justify buying one yeah no you make sense they make you mm -hmm. but you okay so the better question is would you buy a month of game pass to play this game oh that's totally the be, that's the better question then for that's, your case your scenario, that's right yeah like all of these games at this point like before I was like, oh, I'm just gonna like when like when Gears Five came out, I bought a month of Game Pass to yeah. play it. But at this point now, especially when like this month in particular, when they released like Carrion, uh, the Devolver Digital yeah. game on Game Pass, it's like at this point I'm like 
really like, I'm just gonna stay subscribed. I'm not gonna unsubscribe and then resubscribe. I, I'm just gonna keep it and eventually, uh, they, I'll just go through the catalog and when new stuff comes, I'll be really excited about it. Yeah. So they've, they've got their hooks completely into me now and I'm so in for it. Which is exactly what they tried to do, So, but it worked. Yeah. So yeah, it worked. It, it did work. <laughs> I, I'm interested to see uh, how the mer uh, the medium fares in the story department. Uh, I feel like horror games have had definitely a resurgence over the past few years, especially coming off of sort of the depths of the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 era. But I feel like we've yet to get like a really, really, really good like story-based horror game of the kind of same vein as the early Silent Hill games. And I'm interested to see if the Bluebird team can make that sort of play here. Are we just skipping over Resident Evil 2? I mean, Evil we got 2? Resident Evil 2. Are we just skipping Resident <laughs> Evil 2 here? Hold I, up. Never fix. Not with I, you here. Like, my thing about Resident Evil 2, though, is that I kind of put that more in, like, the action horror-ish category. Like, I... <laughs> well, Way to go, Cozy. Way to go. Fix no, is walking fine. away from we the show. We lost our second guest ever. No, Have that's... you played Resident Evil 3? No. Okay, so go play Resident Evil 3, and then tell me Resident Evil 2 is an action survival horror game. All right, all right. <laughs> That's like, they're a day and night in the difference between what do you classify as a survival horror game at that point? I mean, I, I, I guess what we've seen of the medium. The, what? So you're talking strictly narrative, no action at all, which Team Blooper is known for, right? Yeah. So, but that's a different type of horror game at that point. So is PT, uh, so PT is a horror game, but Resident, what, what, what declares the action part for you? Like, Resident Evil 3, so I, I, I liked Resident Evil 3 Remake, but it's so action-focused that it hurts. That's the problem mm. with that game. It takes away all of the exploring of the world, all of the, the fun of killing enemies, because you're just running around meleeing. It's, Resident Evil 2 is a survival horror game, and it is, in my opinion, the best survival horror game you'll ever play. Simple. Like, there's no, there's no better game for me. Well, what made you not play Resident Evil 2, by the way? Uh, 3, sorry. Uh, I, I mean, it's just this year there have been a lot of other games I want to get to. That's it. Fair enough. Don't pay $60 for it. Okay, I said, whatever. I said, that, I said that on the podcast when I bought it. And when, I, when I played it, I was like, do not, $60 for Resident Evil 3 is not worth it. But yeah, it's definitely, in my opinion, and we're both entitled to ours, but it's definitely a survival horror game. But I, there's no way it's not. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we can move on to talking about something that's definitely not a survival horror game, and that's New Genesis Fantasy Star Online 2. <laughs> oh. I had to look that up because I, yeah, that's that's too RPG for me personally. It's, I mean, it's it, a huge franchise, but it's just it doesn't it. The people who it's going to appeal to is very small but dedicated. I would say. I mean, it's probably huge in its own right, but it's not like the xbox uh it's not the xbox like fan base that i think is looking forward to this i disagree honestly okay like i generally i i am i am not about this game at all in any way shape or form right but mm -hmm. xbox have literally no market share in japan right like That's they, fair, they yeah. literally have nothing this is a brand new fantasy star game people love fantasy star I don't know why. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I just know that Dan Oni in my chat, anytime we talk about it, he's like, oh my God, this game. Do, 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 do. I'm like, okay, I'm sure you love it. Like, 
I feel like the, you've got to realize when they're doing these shows is they've got to try and hit different audiences, like we've been saying, right? And this mm-hmm. applies to a very specific audience that are going to go, you know, like when we're saying we're not buying an Xbox for this game, someone is going to go, I don't want a PC, but I am going to buy an Xbox just for this game. Mm. And, okay. yep. and I generally think it was a kind of a stroke of genius where they're like, it's a known franchise that people love with a brand new game I've heard about Fantasy Star. I just don't, I couldn't tell you what it is. Like even watching the trailer, yeah. I was like, is, no, this, is this a new game or is this an expansion or what? What is this? Then I was like, it's a new game. I'm like, okay, are you sure? Like I think so. I'm like, I'm still not quite sure if I'm honest with you. I think it's a new mm-hmm. game, but who knows? Initially, I thought it was Xenoblade to be honest. <laughs> not Xenoblade. Because I, no. I cannot tell these Japanese RPGs apart for the most part. I will agree that like yeah, Microsoft has tried like ever since the first Xbox, they've tried to make moves to like to cater to Japanese audiences and it's never worked out for them. Like they did a lot with the original Xbox, like the, the S controller, which was yep. like the actual, like one S that controller. a normal, a normal human being could use, uh, was only available in Japan for a long time. Uh, then with the 360, it's like they got final fantasy 13. Like that was huge for them. Yeah. Um, blue like, dragon, dragon as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they were, yeah, they like they made a lot of moves, but it never really did pan out for them. And so I really hope that like it could I hope that this is the move that they can make that it finally like breaks through. I don't think this will be the one, but I think it's a case of being one of many that will eventually... Right. They need to set it up. Yeah. It's, it's done by Atlas if I'm not mistaken, right? Is it done oh, by that's, Is it Atlas or be, not? I don't know if it is Atlas. It might be something else. No, it's the pre show. The pre show had the Atlas okay. game. Um that we've, yeah. that we've missed. And there was that on top of this Fantasy Star. Um, I was like, okay, they're building, again, like we were saying with Bungie, it's building those relationships to get to a point where, okay, we do want to give you an exclusive or we do want to fund a game for you. Can we do something? And people mm. actually take it in. And all they need is one. All they need is mm-hmm. one game to yep. take off in, in Japan and boom, the Xbox explodes in, its, in, in that marketplace. They just need one. They haven't yeah. found that one in, and I, in my whole lifetime, but they'll, they'll get there. <laughs> they'll get there. <laughs> and I mean, we, we, we interesting that you bring up the pre-show, because there we, we also got the announcement of Dragon Quest XI-S coming mm-hmm. to Game Pass. We got the announcement for Balan Wonderworld, the new Square Enix title coming from the, co- oh, yeah. the creators of Sonic and Nights into Dreams. Like, they're, they're really doing a lot to diversify their portfolio, whether it be a first-party exclusive, second-party exclusive, or... A, third-party console launch exclusive and i think they're they're taking the right approach going to the next gen of just hey not everything's going to appeal to you but we are giving you at least a reason to subscribe to game pass whether it's on console on pc wherever it ends up and i think that's the right approach for now not everything's going to appeal to you but you might try it i'm now having game pass i might try fantasy star online finally and go yeah. that that would be funny i still don't understand what this game is but yeah i played it i can have a a more educated conversation with you guys next time i'm on because of mm-hmm. game pass right and i feel mm-hmm. like that's what it's going to be moving forward and i feel like that's what they've done it's like you like this and i like that and that person likes that but then we all find out we actually want full guys which is not coming to xbox but you understand what i mean like say that was yeah. on game pass but we all yeah. like that so we play that and then another month goes by and another 15 pound comes out your wallet and then we go again that month you might not have bought anything from the xbox store you know the big difference between buying a 60 dollars game which most of the publisher probably gets most of the money for that right compared mm-hmm. to the 15 dollars yeah. that microsoft i don't know how it works that's the that's the question i need to sit down and find someone i need to find someone and figure out how the hell you get all these games in one service and everyone gets paid how do you get paid yeah. per download per what because to me it's my bug 
Like, how is anyone making any money here? <laughs> on an interview that Aaron Greenberg uh, did, I think it was uh, with Inside Gaming. What's Good Games? Oh, my. Oh, oh no, yeah, it was, what's, it was Ooh, What's Good Games. I haven't seen that. Um, uh, he, it was really good. Yeah, there's like there was a clip that was going around on Twitter, and he was just like, "Don't worry about us. We got Microsoft money behind Facts. us. Like, don't worry about how we're getting, how we're making money off this. Like, we're just trying to provide value to the to the to our consumer base. And I think like a lot of that is um, like it is kind of business to our oh, like yeah, you know PR talk, <laughs> but it is still like. <laughs> It is still like I, I. You said this on um on your podcast. Uh, Xbox is not going away. There's nothing. Yeah, on yeah. Uh, my Xbox <laughs> I, meme, I the one with the, uh, with uh, Tim. It's like um you you specifically said it's like nothing is gonna kill Xbox because Microsoft is like the second most profitable profitable company in the world. Microsoft, Microsoft isn't going yeah. or Xbox isn't going away anytime soon. Microsoft play with B's. Sony play with M's. One has yeah. millions, the other one has billions. Like, you know. Sorry, I was just gonna, and that, that's the thing people are like dismissing Xcode, like, oh, Google's already established, like everything's like. Microsoft is the second largest cloud provider in the world behind Amazon, yep. and that makes them so much goddamn money. So it's like, there, there's so much money to be made outside of Xbox. It's like, yeah, we can throw them a bone here or there and keep it afloat to because they're gonna eventually be innovating where other companies are being stagnant right yeah xbox is a drop in the bucket i was gonna say people are dismissing xcloud in favor of cedia is that what you were no. implying well not 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 that they're dismissing xcloud but just like oh it's just another thing like stadia it's like no this is probably gonna eat stadia's lunch because microsoft has so much power behind them so much marketplace value the, the new, the, we haven't been able to talk about it yet because of just the amount of shows we've been doing on my xbox and me but we've not been able to talk about <laughs> the fact that um game pass is part of xcloud now like that alone yeah. it kills i know people love stadia like especially you mitch you play it and stuff but like that alone kills. Uh, no i got i got those two months free and i haven't gone back <laughs> okay fair enough fair aj enough. one of our other co-hosts okay. is the stadia diehard don't beat me up i'm sorry brother i love you um <laughs> but yeah that alone destroys stadia i don't the thing is what we find out now about google is are they going to drop it that and that's the difference between microsoft microsoft didn't drop the xbox original when it didn't work Microsoft mm -hmm. didn't drop yep. the 360 when it were Red Ring of Death. Microsoft didn't drop the Xbox One when it had a fouled launch. Microsoft didn't look. Do you know what I mean? You, and there was yeah. always rumblings. Yeah. The longest I've been covering, I've been covering Xbox now for five years. It's always the Microsoft hate Xbox. They want to sell Xbox. That since the Don Matrix era is gone, we just hear great things about how Microsoft love Xbox and how revenue is up 600% in the last earnings call or whatever it was, and services are up and this is up and that is up. That's what I think people forget. It's like, doesn't matter who's selling the most consoles anymore. It's service, service, service for Xbox, isn't it? And I think that's the right approach, honestly. They're not going to be able to take Sony's, like, they're not going to be able to take that crown from Sony when it comes to the traditional console launch, but that's not what they're going for. Yeah. Uh, but what is interesting is this whole presentation, we've, we've just been talking Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. Yeah. The next game we saw explicitly said their single player was not coming to Game Pass, which I find bizarre, and that's Crossfire X. You get yeah. caught up Which in the crossfire. Like, that was a thing. Yep. So this is this is bizarre because like Remedy is making this Remedy is making this game, which it's also Sam Lake part of like like he's specifically writing it uh, with Remedy and anything Remedy does, I'm in. Like Control was so fucking cool in what it was. Yep. Like Alan Wake is awesome. Like they used to be a really great second party partner for for Microsoft, and then they kind of. 
Epic has kind of stepped in a little bit with uh, with them, which I feel like is such a such a missed big miss. opportunity. Big yeah, m- miss. missed opportunity with Microsoft. Like the fact that they didn't put a ring on that finger, man. Yep. Like it's been so long since like basically since Alan Wake was um, the Xbox exclusive. I know they did Max Payne before then, but that was on PlayStation. You're as forget- well. forgetting about uh, Quantum Break. Uh, yeah, Quantum, Quantum Break. Break. Quantum Break. Yeah. Oh. I love. Yeah, I so like, love. Yeah, I actually haven't played it because it's not on Game Pass PC. No, it's not. Yeah, that was, which is that was the, just weird. Just, just before that whole that mm-hmm. whole thing of PC. You're right. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, yeah. it's a good. Yeah. It's a really good game. Yeah. So like, at some point, I want to play it because I love Remedy. I love what they do. They they do game. They do third person action games in a way that no one else does. Like the their integration, like especially with control, their integration with live action elements. Yeah. Their presentation is just. I think it's honestly unparalleled to what Sony does. Like because it's so unique to compared to what Sony does more yeah. specifically. I'm interested in the single player. But also the fact that it's not coming to Game Pass is really puzzling because that could be a, such a huge selling point, I think, for this game. Like, I just don't understand why it's not a complete package on, on Game Pass. I, to be honest, it all kind of confuses me because, like, the beta came out for Crossfire X and it didn't wasn't well-received at all. Like, people didn't like the shooting and didn't mm-hmm. really like the game. And then we get this and I'm like, oh, Remedy, of course. I want to I wanna play this. And I'm like, oh. Okay, but I just heard how bad the multiplayer was, so is that going to be remnant of what we're going to play in its single player? doesn't matter how good your story is. If your gameplay sucks, I'm not playing it. That's so true, yeah. It's that weird place where I'm like, I don't know how to feel at all, where I'm like, what do I do now? Where, and I agree with you. It's like, why is this not part of Game Pass? What happened? Like, why was there remedy was just like, nope. And maybe it had something to do with the whole phil spencer saying that uh control was coming to game pass remember when that happened on a on a on a mixer live stream and they were like yeah oh yeah oh Control's yeah coming. and then they weird. were and then they were just like nope oh it isn't and then then we haven't seen it and i really thought that would be like a a month later we would see that game just drop out nope they mm-hmm. haven't put it on game pass so clearly there's something there where they're like we like this but we, we like you but we're not doing that like no that's not where we're going with this so i'm not mm-hmm. sure you gotta think they're independent owned maybe they have a hardcore we all say how much we love remedy or at least uh, me and alex are saying how much we love uh remedy it's like they must sell enough games up front where they're like we're not giving any of our revenue away like for yeah. somebody who doesn't want it like to, doesn't want to buy this like no thank you so like even though control didn't break into the the like the best-selling games of the month when it came out yeah. it's still apparently like they've said that it made a profit like they said that it was profitable and they are working on their next stuff which one of them is being crossfire I f- x i feel like that's remedy's way of doing things right now which is like they do a project it makes enough money to fund the next project and they yeah. pay all their bills and then they move on and move on like you said yeah. they've got um that epic games coming through probably helping that a lot that probably mm-hmm. maybe influenced the whole fact of this coming to game pass so yeah we just have to wait and see really yeah 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 i do want to say our the last episode of the show proper we had a friend on of aj's who is in game development and talked a bit about because their game is going exclusive to the epic store on pc and him talking about the way that they collaborate is something i was very surprised by because they're very much i mean it sounds like similar to microsoft hands off in that you you work on your game you get it out when you get it out and if that's the kind of model remedy is working at then yeah they'll they'll do what they want when it comes to the single player maybe it does eventually come to game pass maybe microsoft works that out but 
for now, Remedy seems to just be open to do whatever they want to do. That would be my guess, which is like the cross, because I believe Crossfire X is is timed exclusive on Xbox as well. And I think that's another yeah. game. That's, I think the multiplayer is actually free to play. Is it, but it's, is it on, it's on PC. I know that. But I think it's mm -hmm. big in yeah, China, Xbox, right? Is it China Series or Japan? X. One of the two. I don't know. It's one of the two countries. I think it's, it's China. Meant to be. I think it's China that it's like huge, like humongous. Yeah. Like that, and that's when they, I remember when they showed it, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I've never even heard of this game. It's like, it's humongous. It's got 23 million players around the world. You're like, okay, cool, whatever. And then the single player comes, like I say, now. And like, it looks good. It looked good. It looked fun. I trust, yeah. I do trust Remedy, but I also trust the feeling of the internet when they say the multiplayer is not good. There's someone who plays Call of Duty. You need to be that good to get me to play a shooter <laughs> and enjoy a story in it. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think... Some of that is just, you know, we're messaging to, or Microsoft is messaging to like their investors be like, hey, look, we do have some of these things that maybe it doesn't speak to a Western audience, but it is global. Similar to what we saw when Pokemon hyped up their uh, their second Pokemon Direct or whatever it was, and it turned out to be a MOBA. That, and everyone's just like, why are you hyping the reveal of a MOBA? It's like, it's not for you. Well, not only that, that was- But it was huge was, for investors. That was investors. You know, for Tencent yeah. were like, that was 100% hey, investors. you're giving us- <laughs> For, for for the record, I am actually interested in trying out that MOBA. I feel like Mitch kind of painted me as not being interested, but I actually am interested in checking it out. Well, no, no, no. I, I was just, that was, yeah, nothing at you, Cozy. It was more of a generalization of everyone got really excited for the presentation and then were let down by what was shown. But what was shown wasn't necessarily for the people that were disappointed. Right, right. It was for investors and people around the world. I, would look, I liked it. I like what I saw. I've always wanted to get into MOBAs. My friend Crash plays MOBAs all the time. So I was like, hey. I will definitely play this, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Pokemon guy, so I'm at least going to give it a shot, Cozy. Yeah. Don't even worry. We'll be there day one, getting our MOBA on. Damn sure. uh, but uh, before we get there, we have to talk about the last game that Microsoft teased in the Xbox Game Showcase, and that was the big reveal that everyone kind of guessed and anticipated and expected, and that is a new Fable coming from Playground Games. Yes. Okay, I got to say, that's not fair that you're like, oh, everyone guessed it beforehand. It's like, that's just the way that the industry works now. It's so hard to keep oh, a no, surprise. So like to, to dismiss it like that of like, like, oh, this wasn't surprising enough for me. It's like fuck off. Like seriously, it's a great. It's great that it's been confirmed. I think it's it sets the tone for Fable perfectly. Yep. As I've only played, I I I played one of them. I don't remember which one. Probably two. Um, two was the yeah, one. Yeah. Two was the most popular one. So yeah. probably two. If I'm which honest. one was the, was was two or three that was on 360? But two and three, both two and three were on 360. Okay. Because I I owned one like I. I bought my 360 like a year left in but like the year before the new consoles launched just to play Halo and and Gears with a friend. I don't remember if I had hit Fable 2 or Fable 3, but I didn't finish it. Mm -hmm. But remember? I think yeah, no, it, it doesn't matter. I'm getting into like Fable lore there, so don't worry. <laughs> no, it, it really does not matter at this point. <laughs> it sets the tone perfectly. I wish we could have seen more, but I do. I you know what I'm. I'm optimistic that that this is going to be. I like that they're just calling it Fable. Like that's going to be kind of. It's going to be kind of a reboot of the yep. series. That's kind of mostly what I've got to say about it. Is I think it. I think it's a good first step. You touched on it. it there, which was, I love it when we know something's coming and people just go, oh, okay, Fable. It's like, yeah. Do you know how long? Again, I do this for every week. I'm like, I can't wait for a new Fable. I can't wait for a new Fable. We get it. The problem was it leaked so long ago. It leaked mm -hmm. a long, 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 long time ago. So it wasn't a fact of when, it wasn't if we're going to get a fable, it was when. And we knew who was mm -hmm. making it as well. It was one of those things where yeah. it's like, 
and I I had it off the record. People have told me plenty of times, like, yeah, I'm working on Fable. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it was one of those things where, like, you're just waiting for it to happen, but it's happened, and it's exciting. We're getting a new Fable. We're getting a new RPG that matters to me. Again, I said to you guys at the start of the show, RPG is not something I usually jump into. Fable mm. is one of the few that I jump into. It's funny. It's world's interesting. The multiplayer was fun. I think this is gonna. I thought I thought before the rumors of it being an MMO. I thought they were gonna go back to its fully roots and go single player with it, like they did with the mm. first one. But yeah, I'm super excited about it. Like you said before, the tone of this trailer set out perfectly. It's still humor, and it's it's there. It's there. So. So, mm -hmm. uh, on the subject of it potentially being an MMO or not, I think a lot of people discount the fact that MMOs can, you know, really offer a lot of the same pleasures and delights that we can get from single-player experiences, particularly when it comes to story, like we've seen with Final Fantasy XIV, that uh, game offer really, really kind of engaging story beats, and a game like Destiny 2, for example, while being a little bit arcane, feature a lot of really cool, like, I, I don't want to say, like, Augmented reality isn't the right word, but there's a lot of like really cool like live stuff and secrets and mysteries and whatnot for the community to solve that is really special and that you can only do an experience like that. Uh, I do want to say, MMO or not, I was kind of expecting slash hoping slash surprised that the game is not uh, like a little bit more modern in terms of its setting. Because if I recall correctly, before... Um, Back when Lionhead was still around, the Fable game that they were working on was supposed to be set in, like, a bustling metropolis. Like, it was, like, the next logical evolution from where the series was at technologically with 3. Mm -hmm. um, it seems they're going kind of more for a throwback in terms of setting to what, like, Fable 1 and 2 were like, which I guess makes sense. Y you want to capture the most people's attention and most people's happy memories of Fable come from those two games, but... I think uh, it comes back to what we were saying at the start of the show, right? With State of Decay, where you stick a free on it, and most people are not going to play it. You reboot it. I'm not saying it's the same thing with Fable, but rebooting Fable is a big, big deal to a lot of Xbox hardcores, even more hardcore than me, because the original Xbox Fable was one of the games on that console. So, to me, it makes sense. I think eventually this will become one of Xbox's key franchises now. The way we talk about Gears, the way we talk about Halo fable will be up there again in that same level so eventually we would get to where lionheads was got was getting to but we need to go back first before we can get there I, and i think that's the right move yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see playground games take on it because they're an incredibly talented studio in what they do but we've only at least recently see them or i think ever make racing four games, teams, right? <laughs> that's all they've done before this that's my biggest so, concern with this I'm, game combat is it gonna is the combat gonna be any good I'm hoping there is still some open world shared universe component to it because I think Ooh. that would lend itself really well to Fable, and they did that so well with uh, Forza that's Horizon. That's what I was just about to say. So, yeah, that's that's what they're good at, right? But they're good at the op the world. Exactly. The world will look amazing. The multiplayer will work if there is multiplayer. That part of it, I'm not worried about. The action and the combat and the magic—that's what concerns me the most. But they have been hiring. They have been hiring from the right places. So. Mm -hmm. Yes. As long as you bring the right people in to do the things you're not good at, that's what, like any business, like me, with my business, like, I hate editing, I need an editor. Get someone to do the things you're not good at and keep doing the things you are good at. Not too sure what I am good at, but I'm still figuring it out, all right? Um, but you get what I mean. Like, that's what they had to do. They had to hire up. They now have the budget to get there. They've got two studios going. I'm, I'm excited. I really am excited to see 
how this comes out. They're British. The humor's going to be that, that dry British humor that either some people love or some people hate. It needed hate. to have that. Some people, it's, it's one way or the other. Either you get it or you don't. Especially most of my friends being American. Some people are like, oh, you want that? I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. That was that was me being, being English. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm super excited. I'm so happy this is coming to Series X only and not on the Xbox One as well. Mm-hmm. Because it gives me a reason to buy the system. As much as I could play it on PC, I don't... Re- I'm more leaning to more... Now I've got a new monitor, I'm like, oh, I should play Call of Duty on PC. I should do this on PC. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, it's happening. But, yeah, I think it's nice to know there's an experience out there that will force people to jump. The biggest, you know? the biggest question, though, I have about that is I was expecting that Fable was going to be, like, their next year's game, the 2021 oh, game. Still like, that's what I, Fair <laughs> enough. But, like, without having that knowledge, I was just kind of expecting that because it's like, your 2020 is set with Halo. Yeah. Like, yep. that's your big game. You can have all the other sort of smaller stuff to sort of fill out the, the library mm-hmm. uh, around that, plus all the third-party stuff. They, we don't really know what their 2021 plan is, which I think is a little worrying. Um, we, I mean, just that's kind of my biggest concern is that's what I thought this was going to be because it's like if you have like, you know, Sony does about like two sort of big games a year is yeah. what they this this year is an exception because we're getting Miles Morales in November and we've already gotten Last of Us mm-hmm. Part Two and expansion, not a full game, and Final Fantasy VII remake. That's it's not first not, party, that's but it's second, exclusive. I'm talking about it's, Sony first party studios here. All right, but all right. um, I'm sorry, Final Fantasy VII is probably my game of the year. It, mine too. I don't get to talk about PlayStation much. Please let me. It's amazing. Please. You're welcome <laughs> on, on here anytime Carry you on. want to talk about PlayStation. Don't worry. Hey, I mean, my, my favorite game of this year is also a PlayStation 4 exclusive, and it's Persona 5 Royal. So, you know, I'm like, I, I get it. I just like, I'm worried about what, because this event to me was going to have to be, let's set up the next two, three years of the Microsoft ecosystem. It doesn't need to sell me on a Series X. It needs to sell me on the Microsoft ecosystem mm-hmm. for the next few years. And I don't know if they've i feel like they've done it like the future of xbox like 2022 and beyond but i don't know if we got the next next year and i i'm a little worried about what next year might be a dry spell with them i feel like everwild will come out 2021 it's just they're holding it to to, for some reason i don't know what Mm -hmm. i don't know why they did that but i feel like everwild i feel like compulsion games is new game i feel like we didn't see it in exiles new game um we they, also yeah don't know what the initiative is doing as well the initiative's still hiring so don't expect anything from them. that's yet. gonna be a ways yeah, off yeah. Expect, yeah i'm just trying to go from what i actually know where i'm like okay rare would have rare support team would be taken over sea of thieves so they'd be ramping up on everwild now so i could imagine that coming out in 2021 i can just imagine there being a lot of smaller games from xbox okay. at this point so it'll be like a 2017 with them yeah. where they don't have a lot of i don't yeah, I, I feel like because they've gone with games with service on a lot of stuff as well. Like you're mm-hmm. gonna get Forza, and that's gonna keep growing. So they're gonna they're gonna be yeah, able, Halo. Again, like, will, Halo's gonna Halo's keep, gonna keep growing as well. Yeah, okay, I can see it being like that. And as long as they can keep getting these deals with third parties to have, like, let's say Sony does revamp PlayStation now, but if they can get exclusive deals on streaming a bunch of stuff or offering a bunch of stuff through Game Pass that you can't get on Sony's platform in terms of, you know, their games as a service thing, then that is all like, they could just make their 2021 up as, 
you know, it's the best place to play. We are the best place to play third parties because for this one price every month, you get all the big games that are coming out this year. I, I th- they might not be ours necessarily, but sell that service, right? I think it's that, that thing with timed exclusive now as well, where it's like, mm-hmm. I hate, yeah. I personally hate timed exclusives because I think they're very disruptive to the industry on both sides. It's something I hate about PlayStations and PlayStation hid it perfectly. No one even knew. No one had a bloody mm-hmm. clue. And that's something Xbox did poorly again. And I keep saying yeah. they do it. It's like, don't bring up this world as much as I love it because I'm a bit of a fanboy in that in that terms. But just of keep course. showing it. Don't even make it think. Don't even let people think. Oh, that's coming to PlayStation. Yeah, oh, put that in a press Nintendo. release later. Do it. What PlayStation did? They put in the bloody YouTube description. YouTube. They put in the YouTube description, and I was like, what? How did like they got away with murder on that one where they just fooled everybody? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. It's something PlayStation are being bad at. But yeah, I'm I'm back to the like what's coming. I think you're gonna get a Forza Horizon. So you're going to get a Forza Motorsport. I think you're going to get a Horizon where they turn that into games of servers as well in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Everwild, I think you'll get... Um, they'll look at probably Grounded being a 2021 the, game because they'll gunk, get it in preview. The Gunk is 2021. The Gunk. Like, there is stuff there. Okay. Um, my bigger question is, what's launch? Because now I'm like, <laughs> okay, we've got launch window with everything that we're showing that's coming out this year. But what is a launch title apart from Halo? Yeah, I just I don't think. Do that you they, need anything other than Halo? I don't think yes, they have for me. For me, they do. But no. <laughs> I don't think they. Yeah. I don't think they have one. Like yeah. I think they are really banking on Halo is going to be this because that's what it was with the original Xbox, and Gee, that's their what they've been talking about. I know that that's yeah, like you're right. You know, you're right. No, you're right. You're 100. That was right. yeah. That was you know almost 20 years ago, but it is still like they really. And I, I feel like with what they showed with Halo, they're really trying to like trying to recapture that magic with Combat Evolve. I don't know how well that's going to exactly work out. Like, I don't think it's going to be this light the world on fire like it was. Um, I think it's going to be great. I really do. But I just, I don't. But I also don't know if they really care about having a good launch lineup as well. Because they've been like, we've got over 400 games with backwards compatibility or whatever. Like, they they kind of like. Biggest console launch of all time. Yeah. Which is like, you know, there's a nice little asterisk on the end of that. And third parties are taking care of it as well, which is like, like we just said, if they can put out an exclusive, a good exclusive every three months, let's say, that would probably keep people in the Game Pass for for a year. Mm-hmm. That's that's over $120. That's two games they would have been buying. It, and people notoriously don't buy Xbox exclusives. They don't care. They, I think every three months is a fair... They're not there yet, but I think they will eventually get to a point where it's every three months we're getting some sort of Xbox exclusive. And back to the time thing. If they can get a timed exclusive for a year on the, on Game Pass, who cares if it comes out in a year's time? On, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine Game Pass was a thing when Tomb Raider was timed exclusive. It would have had so yeah. many more people play it, and so mm-hmm. and, in, and in fir- yeah. and in turn, so many more people buy it because yeah. pr- that's been proven. So yeah, it's just it's interesting. It also works like if they like even if it's not like a timed exclusive, if they do like what they did with Devolver Digital and get Carrion on uh, on Game Pass day one, yeah. or even like I know that they bought Obsidian and that's why Outer Worlds is on uh, was on Game Pass day yeah. one. But if they can get more deals like that, where it's like this new brand new AAA game is going to be on Game. I know Carrion wasn't AAA, but like no, with no, the Outer Worlds, yeah, like. Um, if they can get this brand new AAA game day one on Game Pass, that will be huge for the service. That it's like even if it's available on PlayStation, why would you 
buy why would why you spend the ninety dollars Canadian to get it when you could just like when you could just like pay the fifteen dollars a month? Like so I think that there's I don't I think Microsoft is just in a whole different they're they're in a whole different ball game now, which is genuinely really exciting. Yeah, that I mean that's something I've been talking about a lot on our show about the fact that I want to build a PC this year because if I had Game Pass, I'd play Carrie in there, I'd play a bunch of these other experiences there rather than going and saying, "Okay, how much is it on Switch? Should I buy it here? Should I wait?" Like, no, if it if it's there and it's in the service, yeah, it just gives you more reason to stay in that ecosystem the same way we all maintain our Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus and all these other services that we pay for monthly. Xbox just another one on top of that. Yep, and but you'll probably you will probably end up saving money as well realistically oh, exactly yeah definitely. well i mean i'm spending you'll spend a yeah. lot of money outwards initially on the pc but eventually if yes. you added it up i guarantee you would save money on the games that you want to yeah play. i mean that is the plan eventually i need something better to record our podcast on because this thing does not hold up <laughs> anything for the show yeah. okay uh so that is everything that xbox showed during their showcase anyone have any final thoughts before we wrap this up xbox did right they, yeah. they did they did right they did what they needed to do they showed games from their first party they showed third party titles it was fun yeah i think it was a, i think it was a great show i think i mean as a avid halo fan i'm pretty satisfied and just like i i'm now like thirsting for even more but in like for me in a positive way i know that there's all the discourse online about it um i'm so excited about the game I need to obviously. I'm excited to see what they show next in their next um, showcase, which I'm really glad that they said like, "Hey, we've got more coming soon." Like, I think that was a huge like thing that they. I think they're on the they're on the right foot. Their their first impressions of this console have been already wildly better than the Xbox One. So I think it's That's like I mean it's not yeah it's not it's not a ho- it's not a high bar to pass, but yeah. it is still like good job guys. You get gold star for you. I'm in the micro I'm in the Xbox ecosystem. Just I'm gonna be forever now because they've shown me enough reasons why I need to. I'm still a little bit shocked by just how praiseful both of my press wires Z companions are here for the <laughs> Xbox showcase coming off of the end of our reactions the other day uh but legitimately at the end of the day it was a solid show and i'm looking forward to being part of that uh, ecosystem more because i'll admit that i definitely have talked the least of the four of us over the course of the past couple of hours and i i don't want to be that way i do want to be more informed on the inner goings of the system and yeah i'm hoping that we can have another conversation like this a year from now and we're we'll all be kind of talking equally around the table and giving all of our viewpoints in equal measure. Video games are cool. They showed cool video games. I'm excited for Alex to get the Halo beta at some point, yeah, but I don't know when gonna, that is. And they should have they no, should have said something, but they, it remains to be seen when that happens. But at least for now, we've been Press YYZ. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Press YYZ and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Press YYZ, where we go live every Wednesday night around eight usually PM. there's five of us but we'll see yeah usually around eight we're usually late we were early today though which was great but if people wanted to check fair we're, we're always live uh, on our our at, channel at eight like it's just when we actually oh, start yeah, the yeah. show proper the show like five or whatever mc fixer thank you so much with gracing us with your yes, presence today you. if people wanted to keep up with you where would they find you uh, you can find me everywhere at mc fixer twitch right now is the big one i'd say is what i'm pushing i'm trying to i'm trying to just elevate everybody around me on twitch um it's something that i don't think enough streamers do 
I feel like mm. it's very easy to 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 get your community and be like they're mine. No, everyone's staying away because everyone's very scared. But yeah, for me, Twitch, Twitch.tv/mcfixer. Come find me or follow me on Twitter at mcfixer. Not Mick, not Mac, not MC Fist. Co cozy. If people wanted to keep up with you, where would they do so? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex Kazina, and you can also find me on Twitch at Twitch.tv/cozyrealive. Uh, Cozy Bear Live is very much, I feel, kind of the prototype for this channel where I feel like I kind of worked out all the kinks there first before transitioning over to here. And now this channel, honestly, has kind of become my main channel for Twitch streaming. But <laughs> if you want to see some more Cozy After Dark business, you can also check out Cozy Bear Live. It gets real nasty. I can confirm that. Alex Ballant. Where can people find you? Uh, so on Twitter, I am blatantly underscore Alex. Instagram, blatantly Alex. And YouTube, blatantly Alex. I make a lot of video, or I try to make video essays when I have the motivation to do it. You really got to fix that that branding. It's all going to be the same, man. There, yo, contact the guy who has blatantly Alex on Twitter and you know tell him to give it to me because <laughs> I think the account's inactive. And if you wanted to keep up with my shenanigans, you can find me everywhere at Mr. Mitch George. That's M-R Mitch George. And with that being said, thanks for playing. Take care, guys.